0: Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom.
1: I don't think I'm in yet, Chris. Yeah, you are. Oh, mine's showing as no guests. That's weird. How about now? No, I still can't see myself. I don't know what's going on there very strange
2: this is a high quality start so yeah well. you're currently on you're all on stage
1: yeah how weird my computer doesn't think that i am we've nailed this that's really good i'll just pretend i am here if you say i'm here i
2: believe you i mean um maybe Scrivo or the comments <laughs> could tell us if they can hear tom right now or in fact i'm talking to myself that would be uh that'd be lovely Scrivo's in the chat he said we are live he did say that um, you are all on stage you're all here
1: Sweet. All right. I mean, it's just my computer being silly, so that's fine. Um, Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and Slaneshi Seekers to that 6++++ show. I've missed the plus there. My hand went up too slow. I am your host, Tom, and I'm obviously rattled. I've just driven for about three three and a half hours, and now my computer's throwing ghosts in the machine, but that's fine. We're going to navigate that. Um, We are here tonight um, as representatives of the current UKTC number one team, 6+++. plus plus. Um, who are obviously... we, we, we
3: press the button, Chris, Woo! press the button. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, really. oh. Hey. <laughs> um,
1: so obviously, yeah, you know who we are. Um, we're a 40K team. We have a lot of fun. We go out there, we play games. We win some games. We do all right. Um, and tonight we're going to be talking about that because we've we done played some games. We've been to the Coventry GT this weekend. So we're going to have a chat about that. And we had a few little things come up in terms of sportsmanship and player interaction. Um, that we have been sort of dwelling on and thinking about and we would like to enter into a discussion uh, towards the end. So I think Chris and I will open up a couple of things and see what people think. Um, we'll have a discussion around that. Um, and then we will do some podcast questions because actually there's some really good podcast questions in the chat. It is lovely to see you all here. Hello uh, to Ranulf. Hello to Justin. Hello to Jack. Um, hello to Scrivo. Um, it's very nice to have you all here. Oh, Ultimate Funk is also in. Brilliant. Lots and lots of nice people. Um, so Absolutely. before we do that, we are very, very good at self-promotion, possibly the best. Um, and Chris is going to demonstrate why now, aren't you, Chris?
2: Round up that, please. Absolutely. Wow, what haven't we been doing? Wow. <laughs> um, Sleeping. <laughs> so, Mr. Scrivo and Mr. Ed, they are enjoying putting out many a video all about those wonderful space moments. And we have had um, the Gladius Task Force 1 and the First t- Company Task oh, Force the one. 1. The one everyone's waiting for. The Anvil Siege Force 1. Oh, Lewis's favourite. So, oh, I just suddenly spotted, actually, the Gladius 1 isn't actually released yet. It's unlisted. Oh, <gasps> sneaky preview of what's coming next. Preview of what's to come. In to the work. pipeline. Which is um, completely organised. So guys, yeah. nice. Ed, have you been enjoying your time with Scrivo to talk about Space Marines? It's been good, yeah. Good. Thank you. <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> there's, there's no there's no cutting you know remarks. I like
4: Scrivo, I enjoy spending time with him, and yeah. I'm gonna keep on doing it.
2: Have
0: Ed you finished good.
4: winding up our listeners,
0: Ed, or have that's you got good. nice
4: comments now? Um, I haven't seen anything that's annoyed me this week. Uh-huh. So write some stupid shit in the chat. Um yeah. boost the engagement and it's put like a, a quarter in the up. Ed has a comedy rant machine
2: yeah and uh if you could all compliment ed's freshly shaven beard yeah it does look good it's A nice nice yeah, bit of facial hair there nice you may shot.
4: have sat down 20 minutes ago after picking up my beard just sort of sat at my desk all day like this knowing that i was gonna have a shave sat down put my camera on and went oh no that's not i can't look like that <laughs> got standards
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you um, so uh yeah so we've got those coming out and then we've also um had um the old uh matchup plus plus which is coming tomorrow and one of the factions is world eaters yes who are the other two you'll have to wait and see yeah they're good one of them might take you by surprise yeah I mean, I can't remember actually who they are, which is why I'm saying it's world eaters. But um, you or some know, some others, some others. We'll find out tomorrow. That's I definitely them. know
1: about at least one of them. So it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. We're looking forward to that. It's actually one. I think it's one of our better shows. I think Jack um, sets that up really nicely, and
2: it'll be fun having me, Jack, and Chris Nattery. Absolutely. Um, so um, yeah. So we've kind of got that um, out. We've got a couple of. Um, we've got a couple of um oh yeah there we are death guard now nice. i knew Thank someone you. with the, the chat never
0: let you down yeah, hey, It's the worst. In the
1: chat as well excellent
2: very nice one of my opponents from the weekend
1: he's he's here to hear about it he's here to get the lowdown that's what we'd we we like to low, low, slag him off for <laughs> <laughs> um
2: but yeah we've got a couple of battle reports which we're currently editing together Um, And we'll have, obviously, our regular other shows. So, uh, yeah, it's all very good. If you are enjoying content, then we, of course, have a Patreon. Um, So please do check that out in the description below. Um, And if you fancy buying some Christmas Warhammer goodies, then why not check out the link in our description for Composite Games because that will give you um, a little extra discount on top of their usual one as long as you use the code Plus. Plus. So check, check those things out good excellent yeah
1: no do um do get involved do um support us and back us in any way that you feel so minded and we'll keep a bunch of nice stuff coming we've got a few other surprises in the pipeline for the next couple of weeks as well um welcome to existence uk welcome to paint celestine who says sisters are now op and also hi what have they been smoking i wonder i am curious (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then we have pickle actually didn't mean hello no, exactly that. <laughs> Absolutely not. No way in no. hell. Um, and then there's obviously the obligatory Death Guard chat, um, as you would expect from. Our- shout out
4: to Existence UK, getting on my good side early. Shout down. Shout in. <laughs> to, um, a fool and their money are soon parted. That's all I can say.
1: <laughs> Wonderful.
4: Okay. Um, okay. Well, I think I think we can probably launch into
1: it. I think. Um, Oh, there's tons of people here. That's very exciting. I don't want to tell you how to host, Tom, but you haven't introduced us yet. Have I not? No. Goodness gracious. Well, it's because I'm not even in here. So I'm confused, <laughs> I'm confused about how to act because I can't see my own face and I don't know
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: know what to do about that. Um, so I will introduce the various people on the on the show. We have got Lewis. Lewis, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm Excellent. glad you've
0: noticed I'm here. Very much appreciated. Oh, I always notice you're here. I just didn't, <laughs> didn't draw as much attention as perhaps I should. Lewis, what have you been up to? I have deviated slightly from 40k for a little while. I apologize. <gasps> Here is a trace. Disgraceful behaviour. I, I never would. I am <laughs> sorry, Mr. Magic. <laughs> Sit down. Um, I am working on some old <laughs>
4: Impeccable timing as ever. And yeah. by that I mean <laughs> just terrible three seconds timing. Too late, <laughs> <laughs>
0: just takes a little while to find the button, doesn't it, Chris? Really? It really does, well, sorry, my love, mate. <laughs> um, I've been working on some old world. I'm getting some vampire Ooh. counts ready. So I'm building and painting Blood Knights, which is, I'm very, very excited for Old World. Um, nice. But I am playing a game of 40k this week. I'm getting the tower out. Um, oh, sweet. In preparation for a teams tournament in January. Also turning Traitor from 6 plus to join a, a random hodgepodge team from various people. Uh, yeah, outrageous. outrageous. Uh, for a little one day teams no event. We have, uh, we have Lucy. She's going to be running Tyranids, so I need to run something different. So I'm learning how to use guns. And actually, it's quite nice in 10th edition to be able to kill stuff, as it I is. found out from a couple of games. Not something the Tyranids are particularly good at. So mm. it is very nice to actually look at something and it dies, um, mm. which yes. my Chaos Knight opponent uh, mm. might not necessarily agree with. Um, oh. But it was a good game. <laughs> yeah. But Tau have lots of guns.
1: They do have lots of guns. What's your impressions of Tau having played a bit?
0: Um, I, I like the firepower that's obviously really really good um i have as i always do i don't think i'm necessarily running the most better uh of units because i'm not a particular fan of the crisis suits I Just or the nice most of models. um thanks thanks ed. Stop, <laughs> stop it ed <laughs> <Just think laughs> <top of> me, <laughs> and i'll stop mocking you <laughs> I, that's a lie. I, I, I apologize but i have enjoyed my storm surge mm-hmm. i need to get better hang of doing the spotting and the guiding um i get the order wrong all the time and end up with units that can't shoot or can't get spotted. Um, so I definitely need to work on that, but I think that could be really really powerful. And clearly they're obviously geared to late game damage, which doesn't necessarily vibe with how I tend to play. So it's been a learning experience to what I'm used to before, but I am enjoying it. It is quite nice. They feel quite flexible. They feel nicely powerful, You get a lot of stuff you do points. get a lot of stuff you get like you? a lot of models my I, <laughs> so I previously had a two two well what i thought was about two and a half thousand points worth of tau from previous editions it's now only about 1700 points of tau so mm. um, i've put all of that in and i'm borrowing extra ghost kills from uh, from local people here so that's uh, a good call yeah
1: ghost kills are
2: so good
0: Oh yes, they are. They make a mess. They are really. <laughs> they just funny. don't die either. They're
1: so obnoxious. Yeah, it's <laughs> just you can just be a- actively very aggressive with them, and it's just funny how annoying that is for the opponent to do anything about. Oh, definitely. Wonderful. Well, I'm also joined tonight by one of the, the the known aggressive tower players of the world, Ed Fawcett. Ed, how are you doing?
4: I'd be better if my I had my fucking Tau to charge with. <laughs>
3: no, no, no. Yeah, shit, bring back combat shit army now. now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think they've got mellow profiles uh yeah no i'm good uh i wasn't at Coventry this weekend my you were not is turning 30 tomorrow so we went out That's for very me meal. Yeah. yeah we went to a fancy restaurant and then there may have been a magic pre-release on the weekend as well which i uh-huh. fit around that Four, Three. <laughs> it's the least important part of my weekend but i did do it it was fun
1: uh, one point of curiosity i have on the magic head is is there like are you doing a sort of one one husband, two mistresses situation. Is there another team that you talk talk with Magic about? Oh no, no, in Magic's
4: my casualty, uh, my right, 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 game. Yeah, uh, it's the game that I enjoy playing. Outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, even in Ninth Edition, I don't think I particularly enjoyed playing Forty K. I liked playing it, but like the game <laughs> itself, I don't necessarily <laughs> enjoy playing. It's just you know, it's it's triangles and numbers, isn't it? Um, which I yeah, so... with, but it, it's by, not by boring. all accounts.
1: It is, yeah. 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 But, I, you'll have to explain the triangles thing to me one day because I don't fully understand it, and I think it feels like it would be a useful way of looking at the world. Excellent. And have you? Dare I ask if you've done any hobby? Uh,
4: no, I I've been sort of well, yes, in that I've written marine lists with Scribo, and then I've sort of noodled around with the list I'm looking to take for the event in a week and a half's time at the Steel City GT great event. Sold out now though, so uh, sucks to be you if you haven't got a ticket. Should have <laughs> bought one earlier um i will be taking chaos Knights. i want to run as many carnivores as possible i think after teams i was like six carnivores feels pretty good so i might just go five carnivores and put in one lone up character yeah one or two are nerglings. jobs are good yeah Scores that'll make ones.
1: sense
4: yeah that sounds great that sounds very fun of course i need to from somewhere get two carnivores and some demons but that's a problem for yeah,
1: I should have left my demons with you. I don't have blue scribes. But no, I have, have
4: nerglings. I'm sure I can procure or get something together
1: in Nottingham. You will be able to find demons. I'm confident of that.
4: We're, yeah, yeah. Weirdly, I don't feel like there's that many competitive players in Nottingham, despite it being the centre of, uh, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe all-rounders
1: rather than pure yeah.
3: comp.
4: It's a, it's a pretty terrible place to try and get competitive games in, in terms of like terrain.
3: Mm. warhammer mm. world mm.
4: stuff's just dog shit and because yeah. there's warhammer world there's no other game shops that really
1: yeah rob Rob down. does events at his or does club nights at his t-sports arena but i don't i don't know what those are like i can't i assume a lot of people play aos
4: can't say i've ever been to one of those but i
1: could no might be it. might be one to check out obviously i love rob and i do like yeah. the t-sports arena um hello entropic tyranny and thank you very much that's great we'll, we'll get into it but obviously i am dead pleased with me as always um so it'll be good to talk about that finally I think he might be doing some hobby right now. We've got. I've actually. I normally start with my dear leader Chris. Yeah, yes, you are. It's, it's all completely <laughs> fucked. Right. Nothing is going as planned. That You're yeah. It's Just the coup. Yeah, it's the coup. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I hacked Chris's Facebook and Instagram this week in an attempt to overthrow him. Maybe he can tell us something about that. Chris, how are you? What's been happening in your life? Oh, I'm so happy.
0: <laughs> um,
2: so on Friday, some <laughs> lovely guy from Vietnam, maybe lady. Don't discriminate here. Um, Decided to (laughs) weed all their magic and get access to my Facebook account um, and then tell everyone about some, uh, no, just change the profile picture to some Vietnamese pop star and managed to start searching up drake and justin bieber in my search Um, (laughs) well let's not
0: let's not start casting aspersions that was already in your search Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) um
2: but yeah managed to get that back and then last night the instagram got hacked now the problem with the instagram getting hacked because i'm not actually that bothered about that the facebook one sucked because obviously that's got like all of my 20s 30s adult life like pictures and memories and stuff on. yeah that's um, the, the instagram one doesn't really matter that much however it is linked to the six plus plus <laughs> instagram <laughs> oh no. yeah, i am uh, still
0: waiting on my 10 grand chris i've been yeah <laughs> so
2: i received a flurry of notification or messages at about 11 o'clock last night from people saying
3: eh,
2: bitcoin is there any reason why you're messaging me about bitcoin only one person genuinely believed um uh, about Bitcoin, <laughs> which was our very own Jamie East. He was like, nah, not really interested in that, mate, got too many other investments. <laughs> um,
4: I just want to point out right now that is our resident death god player. <laughs> um so yeah,
2: so that uh, That was enjoyable. And anyway, I managed to retrieve that account this morning, but unfortunately I had also been locked out of the six plus plus one which they then duly opened up and started telling everyone about the, the the bitcoin as well so thank you to everyone listening who actually messaged us to inform us i know i received a few messages the, the, the has
1: actually just messaged me right this second to say uh, do you guys know you ah, yeah we've
2: received quite a lot of messages yes we do know i have gone started going through the process of recovering it basically you have to get a code sent to another email address and then do this like video selfie thing. As long as you've got pictures of you in the account, then it can match it up. But they've got to kind of go through those steps to do that. So that's gonna take a day or two apparently. Um, So hopefully we'll get that account back. um,
0: If you can, if you see a message from 6++, you can hit the report button underneath and then scroll down to see an option that says, I think this account has been hacked. I think the more Instagram see or meta see comments and reports saying the account has been hacked, then hopefully the more likely they are to rule in Chris's favor and get us a 6++ account back. Um, So don't hit the spam account when you hit report you get an option to report it as spam or report it as abusive or something like that don't hit those because that doesn't look good either you have to scroll down a little bit and you'll see I think this account has been hacked and I think if they see loads and loads of those then combine that with Chris's video and his messages and emails to, to Meta, hopefully we get our account back.
1: <laughs> that is the, the eye for detail and process that only a top TO could
0: have. And I like it. It's good. <laughs> yes. It's good. It, um, it does try to kind of push you towards reporting it as spam, but you don't want to report yeah, it as spam, because then no. we'll, we'll get closed down permanently.
2: <laughs> yeah, with all our hundreds of viewers. Um, yeah. so. I'm not
0: saying there's Team Ignite trying to bring uh, well, <laughs> us yeah. um, so like like to be a fair and
2: square. Yeah. Today, um today the or our uh, first time I noticed it, the official UKTC rankings are up for, for individual players yeah. and factions and teams. And who has been announced as the current number one UKTC team? It is Six Plus And on what day? The same day as we got hacked. Yeah, it, adds, it starts adding up, doesn't it? It does start adding up. I didn't realize yep. we were such a threatening team. So, yep. who do you think
1: the front runners are? I'm going War Masters for cyber um, hacking. Yeah. I think it's definitely it's got it's got their their fingerprints it's, all it's, over. It. Yeah, and their, they've got they've got the most actual grievances, having lost to us a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually, you know, they're the team that you would expect. I don't, I don't see this being an ignite job. I don't think they'd. I don't. Vanguard
2: tactics—that would be bold.
1: Yeah, be it's bold. not not in keeping. Vanguard tactics, famously yeah, against the cyber c- cyber sort of assault. That's something they've always yeah. said they don't do.
0: But they they have been involved with Rock and Stone though, haven't they, Tom? So they have been involved the, in Rock and Stone I think they're, think they're maybe worried. one
1: of them's inside the system and, yeah, inside that. job by Jake. classic yeah, could be Jake. Harding Jake has always had a bit of a fifth column feel to him. I think. yeah yeah. for sure absolutely i think it's
4: just the last couple of games that jack tights had to play against, against us as, uh, <laughs> <as> a... <laughs> yeah. he, he snapped
2: he snapped yeah did yeah. he do well at coventry maybe but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. i think he'd happily have another run at those games with his sisters um and... <laughs> yeah i think probably right, actually. <laughs> yeah um but yeah just a reminder to all of you know it is well worth making sure you've got your two-factor uh, is it two-factor authorization? All of these yeah. things to protect your account. One
2: factor is apparently not enough, so make sure. A, I do think it's food. a
1: very it's a very active time for cybercrime out there, so you do want to be trying to protect yourself as much as you can. See, if you are
4: looking at people from Vietnam, maybe in an in private browser, don't give them your mobile number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do what Chris did. I, I wasn't <laughs> saying that.
3: <'cause> if <laughs> I stay, it
2: becomes libel if I
3: imply it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway i think yeah. you asked me if i'd be doing any hobbying tom that um, was where i was going to go and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm currently gluing some wild eaters together i picked Ooh. up basically my goal with the World eaters was to be like properly minimalist build 2000 point list and then only get those models um currently i'm now sat on 30 berserkers and i'm not quite sure how that's happened but <laughs> 30 berserkers so i'm currently um i bought a built half-built combat patrol and he's built all the bodies but not stuck the arms on so i'm just sticking those to bases at the
0: moment amazing yeah. they're yeah. funny looking great nights nice, chris oh, no, stop it leave alone well, if,
2: yeah so we're, yeah. we're dabbling we're dabbling all yeah. around you know, I always stuff. enjoy
1: I enjoy the kind of internal moral economy of a new project where you're like I'm going to do this and this these are my limits this is why I'm good this is why I'm in control and then you just break all of your rules immediately I immediately Oh, there's I, a I so definitely cool. do this as someone who recently bought 12 killer cans I know <laughs> I know that these things can get out of hand and I am fully behind you on that um, do we
4: have a, an ETA on the York Codex by the way because I like I kilocans. know it's in
1: the roadmap it is in the roadmap
4: was it um q1 2024 is that what i think
1: it's yeah i think it is i think it's probably after custodies but before csm to my recollection i am
4: i am here for some uh some dread horde
1: i just i like the look of the index in general and i i don't i literally don't have a book in the roadmap so i was like well start painting an army that's going to be in the roadmap. And obviously that new Christmas box is extremely exciting. So me and Chris will both be angry melee mains uh, in the new year. We're just we, gonna def- run each other. we definitely run won't, each other. won't panic and go back to the kind of control shooty <laughs> crap we normally like to do. There's no way in hell that happens. Um, yeah. Welcome Andrew Nelson, Mike Chang. There are tons of you in here tonight. That's lovely. Welcome Nurgle Matthew. Great to see you here. Welcome, Dan's pants. He wants to know what you're doing with the £10,000 you would Chris?
2: Well, um, those berserkers. Yeah,
1: 30, 30 berserkers 10, in this 10, economy, berserkers. pretty much. Yeah. Not sure if
4: you've been keeping <laughs> track of the recent p- uh, price increases from Kim's work job, yeah. but, uh <laughs> <laughs> I hear you have Angron as well and that kind of round. Yeah, round that, that yeah, yeah. the rest yeah.
1: of the way there. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Right. Okay. So we're, we're going to do a Coventry roundup. We're not going to wax too lyrical on this. And I say this, it's me and Chris. We're both people who like to talk a lot about ourselves. But we're going to try because we do have two others here who weren't present. I don't know how to do this fairly, Lewis and Ed. Do we want to let you guys sort of take point on leading this and getting through this? Is that a helpful way of keeping it under control? Ed, you feel like a sort of
4: arbiter type figure might be able to moderate? How about you just because I I haven't really been paying attention to the group chat because when you're not at an event it kind of comes in sporadically. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. So how about you two just go at it and if I get bored I'll tell you to shut up. That's a very That's brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. I like that. We can we can definitely do that. I mean, let's let's run through. What did you bring? Let's, yeah, let's, let's see the arms. Lewis, Lewis knows. Lewis knows the questions. Uh, what did you
2: take, Chris? I took Elder. (laughs) Boom.
4: No one could possibly dislike someone on the basis of the army they're running. No,
2: we won't. There'll be none of that. No, no, no. no, You couldn't do that. Or, like, the event you go to, because I only played in the fun, casual two-day Super Major.
1: Just for context, is it actually billed as a fun, casual two-day?
2: No. No. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not yeah, unless not. you're a fucking entra- no. absolute are we're, we're, we're giving too much away up front, but yeah, Chris, you played in the two day. Was this because you wanted to play in a smaller and easier field,
2: Chris? Um, unfortunately, not. No, no. I, I chose to play in this event because I'm not allowed time off, so yeah. I, taking um, taking the Friday off is an option for me. But you know, um, I went to it last year, um, and it's just nice. You know, it's about 100 players. It's a good size. Obviously, I've been doing pretty well. Um, for um you know in this season i wanted to carry that on so i mm-hmm. took the list that i took to teams it feels to me personally like the my favorite list that i've had for Eldar in like all of this time it's got mm-hmm. the chaff it's got the brute force it's got the incarn in there um it's a really bog standard list. Anyone who's played into Eldar will recognise all the stuff, so I won't yeah. bother going for it. But it's got yeah.
1: the fun mini game with the characters, doesn't it? There's a lot in there. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Two characters that get back up, you know, you've got your Wraith Guard, Ian Khan does all the fun stuff, and then you've got your chaff. And that's really the flex at the moment. It's two or three spinners. I went two because I don't own a third. And actually I just quite like having chaff because I like more the style of move blocking and that sort of thing, which I actually do find helpful in some matchups. Um so yeah, just boring old elder for me. And if we talk about Coventry in general
1: as a start point, obviously I was in the oh, three days, so we'll get place. to that in a moment. Not the city, Chris. Oh, Don't lay into the city. Like my oh, it's it. it's never fully recovered from the Nazis, the poor place. Oh, okay. The it's it's people it's... are lovely
4: though. Yeah, absolutely. What are the areas I cover at work, and everyone I talk to really Oh nice. nice. Oh, great. Well, talk to their, their
2: parking situation. Oh
1: yeah. Oh no. We, yeah. There was so in terms of the venue. Let's leave what has happened to us in wider Coventry aside. How was the venue set
2: up? Toilets, everything else at Coventry. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it's the venue itself is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Parking is an interesting one. It was an interesting one. What happened to you, Tom, on the Saturday?
1: Well, on the Saturday, it turned out there was an enormous market bring and buy happening uh, at the same event, and there was absolutely categorically not room in the car park at Coventry for both of those things to be happening at the same time, which made it extremely peaky trying to get in on the Saturday morning and added a lot of stress. I think that aside, the venue is great. Uh, It's a very nice place, loads of room, big hall, um, and it's a standard UKTC. So Zach's got a very consistent delivery of terrain and mission packs and all of these kinds of things. So I think from that side of things, it, it felt great. I think it's a really smooth operation now that Zach runs. Um, I do think for the awards, they need to get a sound system that works a bit better, doesn't it? it uh, I wasn't
2: there for the awards. I'd gone home. Oh,
1: yeah. You went home because you're a stone cold killer and you don't hang about for things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there well, was a I... win turn one. <laughs> oh, don't give it away, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do that? Do we want to rattle through today or first? Do
2: you want to just talk through your kind of it, just well yeah okay. Well, belt yourselves in, boys. Um, <laughs> no, so ready. Obviously for Eldar, they're in a pretty good place in the meta. There aren't really many matchups you're gonna be like, oh, I've got no chance in this. Um, Thousand Suns is one of those matchups, which actually is a bit concerning it is. because um, the Eldar tricks are all about movement base and moving out of phase and that sort of thing. And Thousand Suns actually do it after Phantasm. So you've got the fact that they can outmaneuver and position you and the fact that Magnus turning off armor saves can just pretty much one shot Wraith God. So it is potentially a bit of a concern. Um, so round one, I drew Thousand Suns, which is great. Really happy about that. Um, played into a lovely chap called Tom, um, and I, he wasn't particularly experienced in terms of tournaments. Um, <laughs> and I made the decision turn one to go and send the Incarn off straight away down the right-hand flank. And what that meant was that it forced him to use his redeploy on his Terminators, and he put them straight closer to the Incarn so he could shoot into the Incarn, but still on his back line. Mm-hmm. Combined Terminator Brick of ten Terminators of Magnus killed the Incarn. But it did mean my um, Night Spinner was then just able to keep those Terminators pegged to the back line pretty much for the whole game. Um, he had the terminators, he had Magnus. He didn't have much chaff, so I spent the first three turns kind of just picking that up. And it meant I was able to build a big lead in terms of primary and secondary. And actually, I think this was a really interesting showcase of Thousand Suns as an army. And if you don't quite get it right with them, actually they're genuinely not in a good place at all. I mean, let's face it, I played that game, I traded my Incarn for five rubrics. I didn't move my Wraith Guard until turn four. And that was only to and that's a four hundred point unit. Um and that was only to see if I could kill Magnus. And he made eight out of eight four up invulnerables, so that didn't happen. But the game was already won. Um but yeah, it just kinda of showed that if you don't get it right with Thousand Suns, they're really they are gonna run. Are going to struggle, so yeah. Yeah. Um, won that 191.65, but Tom was a lovely guy. Mm -hmm. So, already a bit of a, Oh, that was hard work, still had to do a lot of thinking. So, I then got to play Thousand Suns for a second time in game two. (laughs) Um, which the universe hates you. Um, and this time it was a different build, it was kind of big bricks of rubrics, lots of rubrics everywhere, plus Magnus and a few cultists. Um, I'd say I wouldn't rank this as one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. um it's, it's hard to talk about this one in terms of like what wasn't quite right but like a lot of the reason so I won this game um 92 85 but my opponent was very kind of regularly sort of explaining the reason the reason why he had lost the game rather than the reasons why I had won the game right one of those um yeah. so there was a lot of and to be fair to him yes he did have very bad dice like for most of the game. Um, but it was all about the dice. It was all about the fact that he didn't draw the right ca- cards for a couple of the turns. It was a really bad matchup for him. It was a really bad mission for him. I'm like, well, I don't think it is a bad matchup for you. And also, we're playing Purge the Foe, which is Kill More. I've got lots yep. of little things. You've got big blocks of uh, yep. rubrics. Um, but it was his first um, tournament of 10th, but he played because. Uh, and that's the other thing. He's like, yeah, it was such a shit show at the beginning. You no, know, Eldar, my main army, and, you know, they're just, it was such bullshit. I didn't want to put people through that, so I didn't play them. You know, the I'm <laughs> like, yeah, no, Yeah, good on you. Um, so, so he'd been very, he'd gone like undefeated at previous UKTC events. So he was clearly a good player. Mm. Um, I think I played this game okay. I didn't get it spot on. but certainly made... Um, certainly made um, a mistake turn two um, with Phantasm and Fugan onto the middle objective, which almost backfired. But I think the only interesting part of this game is like two rules interactions that I learned. Um, so they all happened on turn three where Magnus was out. And I was like, right, it's now time for me to put my whole army into Magnus to see if I can kill him. So the first thing I learned is that, because I drew the card Cleanse, if you declare that you are going to be doing the action with um, that unit, you can't then cancel that action and change your mind later because the card says, um, until the end of the turn, you cannot shoot or charge with this unit. I just assumed it was like ninth, where you could be like, actually, I'm just going to not do this now. But no, you can't do that. And the reason I found this out was because um, I left Magnus on one wound um, and I was like, right, well, the Autark Way Leaping needs to go in, but I want the Rangers to um, take the overwatch. So I'll declare with the rangers. He was like, Oh no, you I don't think you can. Can you do that? I was like, Yeah, of course you can. We looked at the card, you can't. So I learned that. <laughs> so the way Leaper went in, was left on one wound, thankfully, because mm-hmm. if he died, he might have resurrected, but wouldn't have been able to charge again. Um yeah. and the reason the way Leaper was going in, because I had a six on my fake dice, he's got devastating wounds with the Mandy Blasters. That would have chipped off the final wound. So I make my charge, and he's like, Right, well, my only play here is to heroically intervene with the rubrics and try and kill your wayleeper. And I'm like, Yeah, but I'll still fight first and kill um, Magnus. And he's like, No, because I'm going to count as charging, and it's the non player's turn gets to choose to go first. Hmm. That doesn't sound right. That's surely don't heroic see. intervention would be is right. more powerful. And I'm like, Doesn't heroic intervention make you count as charging? I don't, so think it, I don't. we think looked it. it up and yeah. yes the card says it makes you count as child oh, it does okay so i'm like oh okay fair enough however <laughs> i my gut was go ask a judge and i didn't and um <laughs> but i did ask in the group i did mention it in the group chat and after the game the guys came up and proved it that um actually it doesn't count there's a restriction on one of the designer commentaries or something which says you don't get the bonuses of charging so you uh, don't get the fight first yeah i didn't know that um yeah. so yeah uh, you don't actually get fight first um mm. and in, someone in our group chat did post the actual thing so if someone else wants to find that one. yeah just good, um, good, good luck waiting in there for anything of any yeah <laughs> trying to find pictures um, <laughs> but yeah so Basically, he fought and killed um, my Way Leaper, which meant Magnus was alive and one wound. I decided to leave my Wraith Guard out and be like, I'm going to tank, tank the Magnus shooting and then shoot back and kill Magnus, which is always a scary moment because Magnus can, once he turns off your armor safe, just wipe the um, Wraith Guard. Yes. He killed like six and they shot back. It literally
0: Magnus. says on Heroic Intervention as a stratagem, restriction no, if the charge is successful, your unit, your unit does not receive any charge bonus this turn. Oh, well, yeah. he
2: didn't scroll down scroll down. You low just need to scroll down. I ah, no,
4: wish I could read. Uh, <laughs> so, well, he Absolutely.
2: Didn't, he didn't scroll down to show me that bit, so fair enough. Convenience. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I won that game, but it was just a bit, yeah, it wasn't like a, it wasn't an enjoyable game, I'll be honest with you. Um, so I guess that's my, we're talking about sportsmanship and discussion, and yeah. like that sort of thing, and even when things go to shit for you, you're playing someone with, um, you know, you're having social interaction, like, you know, give them, give them a bit of credit, you know, don't just completely take away everything, you know. That'd yeah. be nice.
1: I think yeah. there's a people, this game is unfair and a lot of what is deciding it is out of our hands, but people want to have what they are doing and do well appreciated and you can always be doing that for the people you play um, and you can, you know, likewise, you can always be doing it for yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Um, and I think that's a much better way to approach every game, right? And you, you certainly learn a lot more by focusing on what someone is doing well that is beating you than by on all the other things um, that are negative or bad. Um, and the story of a game can get really unpleasant, as you say, if it's just a woe is me story from the outset, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I that... want to
4: just jump in there as well yeah. and say, uh, I, I don't know how this, this game went. Obviously, I wasn't there, didn't see the dice rolls. Um the dice lost me the game is the perennial cry of the dog shit player who's never going to improve <laughs> i just want to i want to take this moment to say across about i reckon since i've come back to the hobby i've played about 250 tournament games and there is one game i think i can say legitimately i lost the game due to dice mm. every other game it's like i made a bad decision two turns ago that's led me to this point yeah so uh, there's so much you can do
0: to influence the dice in your favor
4: yeah why yeah. did it why does it come down to a dice roll like yeah. why yeah. didn't you just do the right thing yeah for sure why didn't you stack the deck in your favor not cheating that now that we have cards i can't <laughs> say that <laughs> <laughs> but just like fuck it it grinds my gears when people say oh you know the dice were really bad for me that game." i think i could have had it it's like well or you could have played better yeah yeah for sure get a grip for sure for sure Written a better list. Ed,
1: Ed as ever, again. coming in with a gentle and delicate take on the issue. And I, like I say, I haven't seen the down dice
4: down. in there. I'm not saying this specifically at the, your opponent. This is just a general. Yeah. yeah. Next yeah. time you say, "Oh, I had really bad dice that game. I, I could have won that." So just
0: think of my disappointed fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. disappointed. there's quite a lot of like genuine sports psychology and things. I know this isn't really a sport, but there's a lot of work that footballers and things like that do on their belief and if you think you can win if you believe you can win there's a psychological benefit that means you end up playing better yes. so the the reverse is true if you go into a, a, an event or a game or a match thinking you're going to lose you're actually more likely to lose yeah Perception so matters, you, you can help your own psychology by Having that positive mindset and going Manifest. into it with an opening mind, yeah. and just say, actually, there are ways I can win this game. I need to play it well, but there are ways yeah. I can win. And, this well, game.
1: And, and in this instance, this is actually a matchup that Thousand Suns can 100% win and have very good tools for winning. And you know, Brian didn't take Thousand Suns to Coventry because he thought he can't beat Eldar if he plays them. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, li- I like to think Brian probably had more of a plan than that. Um, so yeah, on the on the oh, I I don't take these um, because they're too good thing. Whoever they are, that's nice. I do stuff like this. It's self censorship. There's an important word, as one half of the duo, that is self censorship, and that is self. It is something you are doing. It doesn't matter to anybody else. It's not for anybody else, and you are not obliged to. Nobody else is obliged to copy you, follow you, do anything else, right? That's that's just a choice you make. Um, obviously at an event, it's a competitive event people are going to take good armies you can have whatever opinions you think about them the rest of the time and we all do but if you're going to a competitive event you need to be able to deal with the fact that those armies are there and play against them Um, and obviously you can vote with your feet and not go that's fine, people do that sometimes um, but yeah, you know, deciding not to take things is all well and good, and you can do, you know, you can have fun and, and express yourself in other ways. I definitely do like to do that, um, but you you can't be expected to drag everyone along on your
4: crusade with you, right? That's not the way it works. Good word there, crusade. If you do that, <laughs> fuck off and play crusade. <laughs> <He's> just- <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming from someone who puts stupid units in the list because they want to feel really smug when they do better than they should. I took a fucking great and clean one to the LTT. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, exactly. yeah I, I, I self censor, um, but yeah, yeah. Get on your horse.
1: But also, yeah, and sometimes it just hides <laughs> other ambition, right? I think people always have some plan for whatever they take. And you can, know, you can be. You can be painting it up as a as a purely weird or wacky choice, but that doesn't doesn't mean there's not plenty of killer potential in that so. yourself.
4: Anyway. I think a lot of the time is I just wanna have a last run. I think a lot of the time people do it so they can have a fucking excuse for why they did badly. You're yeah, not as good as you sure. think you are in general. Um, yeah. fucking deal with it. Put more, <laughs> put more effort in. Get, I don't. Do I, don't think, think it, I don't think it will
1: be your last run. I think we're going to. Get, <laughs> I, a, sorry,
4: I, I to think a we're going to get a no, few more of these. Do you think? Do you think you're good at this game? Well, pra- practice, play more, and win some fucking events. Then again, <laughs> this is. This sounds like I'm aiming at your round two opponent. I don't even know who it is. Uh yeah, It's yeah, not. Yeah. This is. This is the the wider zeitgeist that I'm uh, screaming into the void at. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Completely. <laughs> Scribble um,
4: feeling very attacked in chat.
1: Soldark says my crusade group has two Eldar players. We good. Nice, nice.
4: <laughs> so that's that's my that's buddy tough. rinsing I'd, the crusade. Sold, Soldhuk, I'd be
1: really interested to know how Eldar are getting on in Crusade, mate. I'd be very curious. Well,
4: about well, that's that. that's my mate Craig, so I can tell you that they're probably not doing very well. because um, <laughs> it's he's, like he's, some he's...
1: fire dragons and a falcon and something like that.
4: Yeah, he's, he's told me about how it's going. And I think the um, what they lack in player skill, they make up in player niceness, we'll, we'll oh, it that way. Okay. as it should did, be for Crusade. I did
0: go to a Crusade event in ninth, actually, um, run in Northampton with the guys whose names have escaped me that run their events there. Um, well, I can't remember. I can't remember, but took the Valiant list because I thought, I take these to competitive events, but it's actually quite rubbish. So I'll take it to a crusade event where it could be quite laugh. Turns out when you basically put full rerolls on two valiants after two <laughs> crusade games, they become really good. <laughs> yeah,
1: Crusade is all sorts of mad in its own way. I remember when we I played my first ever games of Votan were in a crusade that we did, and they were bonkers. They and it was only like what five hundred, a thousand points of Votan. <laughs> and
0: they were just absolutely mental. It was great. Greetings from the warp. That was it. Sorry. Yeah, they very they run good. very good events. They do. They do they're with Chris nice. Chris and his like amazing them. barbecue.
4: Sorry, yeah, someone do. said crusade, and I kind of just zoomed out. Are we?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. The red mist came down, mate. But I think you're all right. You'll be fine. You're, you're two and zero, oh Chris. You're, you're back in the room with us. Chris is two and zero. Oh. He's played two games. Oh, we were talking
4: about an event, weren't we?
1: What we're, what has what become apparent because what what we're learning today is that the structure and the way this is going to work is kind of just taking shape as we go. And what we've discovered, is we're going yeah. to talk about the games, and we're sort of going to go into random sportsmanship rabbit holes as we go and ed's gonna shout abuse i'm gonna
4: somehow talk more as if that i was than if i was at the event when i'm at an event i do a really quick
1: yeah 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 yeah. because
4: i find them really dull to listen to so i just kind of rattle through yeah Uh, i
1: like them but it is interesting it's an acquired taste isn't it but i do think this is this is uh let's say this is working because we're doing it now so it has to be working right you're with us in the chat you hang on in there um chris you're 2-0 what happens next
2: um i played blood angels oh now, Tom, you played Blood Angels. I and, did. Uh, and you're like, oh they're quite good. So I, like, oh, I do think play. Blood Angels are good. Um yeah. so he had Double Death Company. They get yeah, two hits with they their and everything. That's quite good. They got Arts and Charge and all that shit. He had a couple of Dreadnoughts. It was Gladius um, Blood Angels, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. He had a Redeemer, which I'd heard about. Oh my god, the amount of shots those things get! What? <laughs> the... <laughs>
0: if there's a terrible player in this conversation, I do not like Redeemers. <laughs> oh Jesus,
2: it was a bloody hell! Um, and he had a Whirlwind, which underperformed. Um, yeah, one isn't going to do it, is and it? And had some characters, and that's kind of it. And um, I think he was like he had quite a small group of players in a club up north. So like they kind of they play the. Each other in games but he had an experience like wider think he said he played a lot into Eldar before his mates Eldar so I was kind of expecting him to be be aware of what Eldar could do and maybe he wasn't quite as aware but he was mm. a genuinely lovely guy you know it was a bit of certain points it became a bit more like almost a training game um like I mean even what well, my very first move was in deployment was to put my rangers around an objective and he kind of looked at me and was like why why are you not putting them on the objective <laughs> like, well if you draw overwhelming force as your card then and um, you've got a whirlwind and you could pick up the five rangers he was like i've never thought of that before at all <laughs> i'm going to do the same thing with my infiltrators over here <laughs> <laughs> okay cool um, but yeah he kind of he gave me um he gave me one of his dreadnoughts i got to go first and my wraith guard could get to one of his dreadnoughts first this time. was only game three julie needed them for the next two games wow no apparently not um so then i did make a mistake turn two and i forgot about rapid ingress so i did enable him to drop down some death company in the middle of the board which mm-hmm. led to a lot of frantic phantasming and fire and fading from the race guard but basically <laughs> turn three i was able to kill 16 out of the 20 death company and that's
0: kind of the game listen yeah, so- yeah. to last week's episode for ed's guidance on how to avoid rapid ingress um talking about deployment yeah, yeah. Or, Sorry, carry on. Or just forget about it. Um, <laughs> and, Everyone does. Do then continue
2: to win games. Yeah. People do. Um, it's a strategy in that I think only about thirty percent of players
1: actually use regularly. I've never used it every single game great. you luck, don't yeah. need to but you will it's coming as soon as you start trying to play anything else
0: you'll <laughs> want it
2: this is quite good <laughs> i think
0: coming in your turn this
2: is great <laughs> um so yeah i won the 180 80, but i never really felt like kind of worried or concerned about that. i was always in control nice. um so sat three and zero, um and Thinking, oh, there's there's just pure nastiness now. What what, what flavor of nastiness am I going to get? And I got Mr. Michael Boyle, who is I've played before. I played him in the final of EA Slam mm-hmm. when I had a race. Night. Michael,
0: man is a legend. Yeah, it's he's a lovely, genuinely nice. He's beaten me before.
2: He's genuinely such a nice guy. His brother um, is cooler though. He's uh-huh. no got a cooler brother, eh? He's cooler. His brother is. Cooler. I wouldn't know. Oh, oh controversial, all. controversial. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, so I played him at EA final, and I'd won, but I did have a race night. So, mm. obviously, it no. changed a bit. And I was actually genuinely worried, really worried. Like my last game into Chaos Space Marines was against Jack Tight, and I'd won that narrowly, so I knew it was going to be, like, really close. But mm. this list... And is now like, you have to play a good player. I... <laughs> 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 don't, don't take it, Jack. Don't take it. Don't comment, <laughs> no, don't, Finish don't, him, Jack.
1: Finish don't, him. Don't listen to him, Jack.
2: Um, so... He had double chosen um brick uh of ten each. He had ten plague marines in a rhino, which was like, a really interesting choice. Um and he had, you know, a forge fiend, four of blitz, and then an Curse blob. So he had a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was playing out and I was like, I just all of those things are just gonna hit me at once. And Elder are very good at focusing on a particular area, but you know, it's really hard to deal with that. So I was like, I was just I was really concerned. I just thought I'd do some primary. Um, and I didn't really think there was much I was going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. I got first turn, which was massive. And, um, basically I got good cards. I got no prisoners and, um, deploy teleport homers. So off some Hawks flew to go and roadblock the middle Rhino Mm -hmm. and get deploy. And then I start firing my spinners and I'm like, I'll just kill this raptor squad over here and kill it. I'm like, income. So <laughs> the previous oh. night we'd had this long discussion about how, you know, generally if you've got your incarn alive turn three, four, five, that's in a good place. Liam VSL, winner of LGT was saying how he thought Eldar players should hold on to their Incarn because he'd often killed it turn one and um, you know, it just it was it's such a good late game piece. Mm-hmm. So I went into this game going, Under no circumstances, the incarn <laughs> to teleport round one and then I'm looking at the board state and I'm like, right well, let's just say I teleport the Incarn <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if I, if I had do, a friend that was going to do that if I were to do this stupid thing that I've told myself not to do it would put the Incarn right in his back right hand corner next to the Accursed Cultists I would, pick up, I would have picked up two units of Raptors what can he do to the Incarn this turn? well, the Accursed Cultists are there they won't kill the Incarn There's one Forge Fiend, which is Nurgle, so it doesn't get the re-rolls. I'm minus one to win, I'm not that bothered. He has to send his chosen brick, which he's got one in um, a rhino in the middle of the board, which I've moved on He's got one in his home field, Big out. He has to send that one in the rhino over to me. That brings them right to the back of the board. And that basically, if I spin at them, that takes that unit out of the game. Yes, the incarn probably dies. It doesn't mean he can't kill anything else in shooting this turn as well. I'm like, oh, I can see this actually working. So don't do over it, the it, it, don't goes. It, oh he did it. I did it. I pulled the trigger. I still do genuinely believe it was the right play, and I think it was a good play to make. Um I picked up <laughs> I said he made four out of five invulnerable saves with the on this from the incarn on the second raptor but then decided to accidentally Dark Pact and kill himself with the final Raptor. So I did pick up both. <laughs> <laughs> he did it, failed oh, it. Asked, why did that. I do that? Oh, um, that's very funny. I did kill both Raptor squads. And then he was, what was? did he have to do? He had to send the Chosen back. Um, Forge Fiend completely whiffed. Um, the Cursed Cultist took the Incarn down to four wounds. And then the Chosen just picked her up. And that was with 4 rerolls to hit and wound on both blobs. So, like, you know, like, that's taken a lot. And now I've got tempo. So, on my turn two, I'm able to deal with the rhino with the plague marines in. Um, and then on the next turn, I'm able to deal with um, the other chosen brick in a rhino. And I'm actually generating, I'm doing the one my one out in this game, which is deal with each of the big scary things at a time. Yeah. Um... The problem
4: was. I, that... I, sorry, I gotta, I gotta jump in here. The story you tell. So then, my you can't uh, turn one. <laughs> I had my opponent where I wanted. Him, <laughs> on that the really right. right, where I wanted. Him. Um,
1: and at this point, that's very much how Chris feels, and that's the important thing. I did
2: genuinely. I was like, I was ahead, like this entire game. I was up by like ten, fifteen points. Um, quite the
1: entire game.
2: The problem was. <laughs> Problem was his fifth turn. He had bottom of the turn, <laughs> and it was the mission in which you score 5, 10, 15 points for holding um, things at the end. And he had this accursed blob that were now free to go and uh, take over my home field objective. Um, and so he kind of ended up doing that. I finished the game with a night spinner and uh, my wraith guard. Fugan did not get up again, absolutely oh, And <laughs> essentially, so essentially it came down to, because he chose chosen deploy and um, assassinate, and he scored like a 16 on assassinate, I think, maybe a 12. Basically it came down to my final cards. Um, I needed to score one of my cards to get the draw or the win. Um, and uh, the way the decks were loaded, about half of the cards I could score and about half of them I couldn't. I drew tempting target and investigate signals. I couldn't score tempting target. I couldn't score investigate signals, so I redrew it. And I drew area denial, which is where his entire army was. So um, I wasn't able to score any of those, and I lost eighty-seven ninety. Oh, um, great game! Great so game. it was such an interesting one because I like he was very complimentary about how I played, um, and I felt like genuinely was one of the best games I've played, like from a skill perspective in a mm-hmm. um, really long time you know, it was always going to be a super, super close game. Michael's a really, really good player. He didn't fall for any of the like tricks and traps that I was trying to set him. Um, and we both, and this is, this was a shining light in terms of like playing with intent and good sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll give one example. Um, I got very lucky and I drew Catcher Enemy Outpost when my Shadow Spectres somehow survived a little bit of shooting and could just go and take his home field. And I got Storm Hostile objective at the same time. Boom, 13 point secondaries in there. I put them on. I was like, oh, I might as well put them out here on this objective just so they could sneak some shots into his chosen because there's no reason not to. And he's like, Well, I guess I'll overwatch you then. And I'm like, What? You've got pistols? He's like, no, no, no. The chosen also have like the bolters, and yeah, they are. And I was bolts. like, oh shit, I thought they just had pistols. And he's like, well, do you want to move them back then? And all I had to do was shift them slightly, and so they wouldn't get to shoot. And it's that sort of thing, yeah. which was like really like how Michael and I both kind of like played the game, and With it was full like, knowledge it was like that, like full the knowledge. whole game. It was such a lovely game considering it was so competitive and so tight one of them, my most favorite games of 40k i've ever played and um, so if you are listening michael thank you i hope for the um i'm one and two into michael now so i owe uh, they a duo, were, him they I were own. both
1: battering <laughs> away very happily when i arrived afterwards it's yeah it's it like it been a good time it was Mike, time.
0: michael and, and his brother come to the saffron events quite a lot and every time i see them they are they're the, they're the sort of duo and, and even individually they, they just light the room up when they turn up yeah just smile smiling, smiling the whole play time. Yep. the game, and, and Michael's a killer. Like he, he will rip you apart. But it. <laughs> well, this was it. He, um, <laughs> game you, will walk out the end of it and you think I've been destroyed, but I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's game two, game two, he played into Thomas douche who's obviously a really, really good player. Yeah, playing almost the same list as me, and beating like one hundred forty-eight. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, this could be, this could be really bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah so it was a wonderful game but i was probably a bit flat afterwards and yeah. so the poems come up and i've got space wars and this chap appears at the table it's all very energetic and um, talkative and so this is the kind of the this is the sportsmanship discussion question mm. so um there are two areas i would like to discuss in this the actual game nothing to talk about at last one turn, as will become apparent shortly, Um, but I wanted to talk about two things. One, which is a massive grey area, and I think it comes down entirely to you as a person, how you want to play the game. The other one I would probably say is not quite a grey area. Um, So, he's telling me about his list and he's taking, like, Space Wolves um, Stormlance, is it, or something? I don't know. Yeah, the one that Advanced think... and
1: Charged Space Wolves, 18 Thunderwolves, and then a plane with a Dreadnought in.
2: Yeah, they're just going to bomb rush you, right? And yeah, I'm like, brilliant. oh, God, this is going to require a lot of, like, move blocking and thinking, and, oh, great, cool, fair enough. Um, and then he sort of tells me about the stratagem where if you move within nine of them, they can just move away. And I was like, well, obviously I'm not really combat army, so if I look like I'm getting close to the nine, like just let me know. Cause I'm like, well, I've forgotten, but yeah, I'm never going to intend to be like within that nine. And he goes, well, I'll still do it though. <laughs> and I was like, no, what I'm saying is like, I'm in 10 saying now, like my intent is, I don't want to get within that like nine. So if I do look, just, he's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm still going to do it. I'm not going gonna- to play your army for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, um, okay. Because, and this is the thing, right? For me, my rangers have the exact same... They just have that ability. If you move within nine, they can move d6. I've probably played 50 games with rangers. Not once have I ever not said, when my opponent has moved within nine of my rangers, have I gone, just remember, I can move them d6 inches. Do you still want to do that? I do that without fail. I mean, yeah. it's just an instinct by now. I don't see why I ever wouldn't, right? So for him to be saying i'm just going to be playing not by intent at all i'm going to be playing exactly this way um was very foreign to me but i do know other people out there played like that which is why i'm not saying it's really bad how he wanted to do that because it's not bad per se it's just not the way i choose to play i listen you to a did lot of
0: discussion in advance of the game didn't you this was before you. this was any before, models, the before the game so
2: he's kind of laying out the ground where he's like you know if which, I is forget hard, about, which is what you want to do yeah it's like if i he said you know if you wanted to phantasm um if i forget about phantasm like that's on me you like, it's not up to you to remind me I'm like yeah that's fair enough i mean i listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to or watch a lot of stuff like you know you've got the art of war guys all the top players who are very much like we play by this is the statement, this is the aims, this is the intention. Like If I spend a little bit of time um, measuring out my deep strike and block him out the nine inches, I would then be like, right, are we all happy? We yeah. yeah, yeah. is nine, nine, nine. Okay, cool. I wouldn't, and he goes, yes, I wouldn't then expect my opponent on my turn to walk around the table and start trying to measure and see if actually I got it wrong, even though we agreed on it. Yeah, I um, think Jack Jack had
1: one like that before, right? Where he agreed
4: he'd screened an area and then the, the
1: ninja yeah. player went round the table and was like, actually I can get a sport by the yeah, game. I've never played
4: could. a player who's genuinely good, who's uh tried to lean on that sort of shenanigans.
2: That's yeah. it. And that I think that's the thing, right? Um but it was it just kind of laid this little bit of this precedent out. And I was just uh, there's, an, there's an edge to it, right? There's an edge there's to it. There's an edge to this game. And I'm like, oh boy. Um so that's like kind of the first discussion point, I think, is about if you are going to be like that super be playing exactly as it is, then you you should make sure your opponent knows that. Mm. And you have to be consistent with it and not yes, expect you your opponent to give anything. But, I mean, this is the thing. Like, I don't know if we played the game. Would I have... I, I still think I would have just been like how I was, how I am normally. I don't yes. think I would then start playing like him. No, I don't no, no that.
1: and this is actually a valid point, and it it'll link to other stuff that's going to come in a bit later with this. Is that we don't just do this because it's like something we randomly decide we want to do. It's it, it's it's the way we believe the game should be played and how we want to play the game. So just because someone else is going to be nasty, like, all all being nice doesn't just go in the bin because someone else is nasty, right? Because then all all they, all you've done is allow them to make you nasty as well. And I don't think that's I don't think that's kind of helpful
2: in in those kinds of situations, right? Yeah. So, I mean. You can set an example, basically. At no point was he, like, being, like, rude or anything about it. Like, it was just, that was just clearly how he was going to play. Like, that's fine. Um, So, we kind of, like, set up, and he's told me that he's gone second in all four of his games, which obviously he doesn't want because he's um, a run at you list. So he's got a plane that dies if he goes second, right? Yeah. And he's got these walls that want to run forward and stuff. So,. He want, really wants to go first, um, <laughs> so I then rolled a six, uh, so I got to go first naturally without fate dice. Without fate say. dice, I did it yeah. just by myself because I That's can't. Some eldritch <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> um, and so he's like, so he's like, oh fuck's sake. Rah, 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 grumbling, sitting down. So I draw two cards, which are quite easy to score. I kind of set up my ranger screen, and I'm very much like, so my intent here is to be within, within outside of nine of your walls. Can we just make sure we're measuring this accurately? <laughs> and he's like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then to his credit, he then went, oh, you also want to be outside of nine of this unit, do you? Yes, please, cool, right, we need to nudge you back. So he did do that, all absolutely fine, right? Then it comes to my shooting phase. So the wraith guard line up the plane, and he goes minus one to hit, minus one to wound, minus one damage, right? the whole shebang and fire off i get through four he fails the four saves i need to do 14 wins start rolling the damage i get to the final dice and i need a five which means i need a six yeah i'm like right i'm going to take my six from my fate dice pool yep. and kill it he goes oh dear and he goes you can do it for fake dice for damage it's like yeah oh no he's and he's like, oh, "That is just ridiculous." Yeah. At which point, but
0: it is. <laughs>
2: at which point he basically loses it. So, he, <laughs> um, kind of, so it's like a bit of a see, trigger point, isn't you it? You yeah. see the rage. Like he's already spent a lot of the time telling me how bullshit and broken elder are, um, and he's kind of goes to get them all to put them down, and then yeah you, he just snaps so he and i'm obviously i'm going to be paraphrasing ever so slightly here but basically he goes why the fuck are you not playing in the three-day event why are you playing in the fucking two-day event you should be over in the three-day event with all the other elder like he was in really like confrontational and aggressive and i was like yeah. uh and i was just like shocked so i was like um, you don't expect that do you yeah i was mm-hmm. like there are other Eldar players here. And he looks yeah. around and goes, no, no, they're all basically they're all in the three-dayer. Petford clarify, wins it with Eldar, I think. No, just to clarify, I'm playing yeah. next to Alex Petford, who's on yeah. Eldar. And then yeah. the table along from that is another Eldar player. Yeah. And also, there are multiple other Eldar players who, like me, are three and one at this time. Um, so I'm like, well, um, uh, well, because I was like, no, there are. And he was like, oh, it's just, just ridiculous. You, should be playing, you shouldn't be playing this. And I was like, well, I'm a teacher, so I can't take time off. Oh, right, fair enough. Well, why the fuck are you playing Eldar then? <laughs> um, I was like, because they're uh, my army since, like, last May. He was like, oh, it's just fucking bullshit. You just have to win. 160, yeah? I was like, okay. Because, <laughs> I, mean, oh, I mean, you know, I've yeah i've paid my money to play my games but i don't really want to spend two and a half hours more with this chap. so uh yeah. um we kind of agree to that and i'm a bit like still a bit like hmm this 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 doesn't this isn't feeling good right now no. and then i think i don't know maybe he just realized he'd been a bit out of order because he was like oh, I'm, I'm sorry i'm not salty. to you i'm just sorry a fucking games workshop who's just like bullshit and they're bullshit <laughs> boards and how shit they are because outdoor just so fucking broken they didn't change anything in the balance they'd say blah blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I miss something? When, (laughs) when on the fucking calendar was Coventry? Was it in
4: July? Was (laughs) it in August? Oh no! Did they win the two-day event? No, they fucking didn't. Mm. Get a grip, you massive cunt.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. So, I was a bit like, uh, and you could see he was like, I don't think he he clearly you know wasn't raging at me it was a general injustice of it all it's
1: yeah yeah, it's always a bunch of things combined isn't it with that stuff but it but again it's it's the person who you're playing with that
2: matters in that instance and that's why you have to have a lid on it and that's that was it for me really like it doesn't matter how annoyed you get that no. uh, it's not really okay to talk to someone like that in a game no. situation. And it's it's
1: saying players
2: fail to grasp if, you, if you're
1: swearing and shouting and angry during a game, then you are going to distress another human being. It's very straightforward. People don't like that. People don't enjoy swearing and shouting um, unless it's in a very fun, good natured, um, both mutually understood way. You're going to stress people out. You know, plenty of 40k players are anxious, worried folk. If you start. Swearing and being angry, you're gonna make them worried, and anxious, and upset. I'm not saying Chris, is one of those people. Chris is a pretty level-headed, dude. But that's not the point. It's gonna, it's gonna upset Chris, and also, and then uh, to sort of cap it all off, the guys then just denied you one fifth of what you've just paid to come and do as well by just, yeah. just not bothering to finish the game. And so
2: it's kind of like, okay, so you yeah. know. Like we had a chat afterwards, you know. Like we were packing away and spoke about other things, and he was like, you know, you get, to, you can go home a bit earlier now, and blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's all like was all fine. And we, it's not like we ended on a awkward note it was just the it was that minor outburst which was like really like quite confident confrontational mm. uh, which I was just kind of like oh well that's it's just ended on a sour note it turns out this guy has got previous um he's played one of our other teammates and uh or a couple of them and done the same sort of thing quitting early mm. he has been yellow carded before um for something um at a different event by the UKTC one but yeah it was just that You know, like I just, uh, I guess the sportsmanship side of this is, it doesn't matter how pissed off you are with the game state and how armies are. Like, you're going to a UKTC super major or major or whatever. You're gonna be playing into the best armies in the game. Yeah, and you need to go in understanding that if you go into those games and things go badly, like they could well go. That's just the situation of the game yeah. and it's not okay to make your opponent feel like it's their fault for bringing in a tournament. like if zach had built and this is why we were joking at the start right if zach had built this as a fun and casual event then that is entirely fair You should totally like... do one of those but this was not it it's, it's no, not that's my it. dish go away yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> if, um, like, would i bring this event to a saffron sam of course i fucking would no I wouldn't. Really. <laughs> I... <laughs> you did the teams. teams, teams this team that was list list ever event of yours. I didn't realise that <laughs> years ago. Get over it, Lewis. Um, <laughs> I think we meant teams that happened
0: less than a yes, month ago. Like a month ago. You took exactly the same list. Yeah, right? teams is different. It's fine. Teams is, very different. <laughs> teams is so
1: different. Um, but, In teams, yeah. he can make sure
2: he definitely plays into something that can't deal with it every round. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Um, <laughs> but yeah no so it was a bit of a sour note to end the event on but um overall I felt like I played well. I feel like I'm playing uh I'm very good I think at spotting my own mistakes and I'm spotting yeah. less mistakes um I got apparently I won best four one Um yes you did you did apparently but because I came fifth on battle points um but um that was because Port Mike Porter beat me in points, so and he got best out diary. But then according to the official standings, I came tenth. So yes. I don't really understand what's gone on there. But um no, I felt I did well. Um and yeah. That's I that. think basically it was unfortunate that you
1: narrowly lost to Michael because then you'd have had a really tough good game for the final Into round. Vic. I feel I feel like you'd yeah, you'd got to play a Vic <laughs> or somebody like that, where again and there's a running theme here that like, it's, it's never the actual people Gunning to do well at these things, who are giving that, that kind of grief most of the time, like it's a lot of, it's people in the sort of the middle. And it's interesting because I think there is a sort of confusion or perhaps ambiguity and or even just divergence amongst people about what they go to events for and what the purpose of it is. And lots of people do go um, just to have fun and to try different things. But, but everyone goes to compete and to try and win some games. They might have different approaches in that. Um, and I don't, I yeah, I don't, I don't really don't understand the idea of getting sort of angry at people who are trying to win a competitive event. That seems like the point of it, um, and yes. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Definitely an unfortunate situation. Well,
2: especially I think we, now that when I go to another event, because I know he goes to lots of the UK TC events, I am going to be dreading running into him. Yeah, I'm pl- I am going to Leicester if he's going to Leicester. I am playing the same list, I'll be like, oh no. You know you shouldn't be in a situation like maybe he should go first so this (laughs) doesn't make it so well and
1: and that's actually an important point because this is actually something that that kind of negativity and naysaying and defeatism can create is a very negative mood in the game where you end up empathizing with the opponent and kind of pulling punches and feeling a bit like you don't really want to try and play properly i'm definitely very guilty of this if if an opponent's having a bad time i i don't push as hard as i should yeah um and that's that affects the game. That's naughty. That shouldn't be shouldn't be the case, right? You shouldn't be introducing that. Oh, you've already won. Oh, I've already lost. Dynamic to a game, unless yeah. you're ready to concede there. And then, obviously, in this case, your opponent was bless him. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, although it's interesting, you know, the rant only happens after he actually has gone out of the game, um, rather than before that. Uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting it's um, that the, kind
0: of the, the, kind of the aggression as you mentioned earlier yeah that's
1: it it's the me. aggression i'm yeah. very
0: try and be very supportive of new players and i think it's really really important that we constantly bring new players in and we show them how good these events can be because actually yeah. okay chris you, you had an example this weekend where it wasn't good but majority 99.99 percent of your games is going to be brilliant but it only takes one experience like that for a new player yeah to put them off on, completely really and early cool. on first event you go to you play against someone who's not very pleasant to you you never go back. And that is devastating to me when I think about how our community is growing at the moment. We don't ever want people to be in a position no. where they feel uncomfortable no. in a game. And and Chris has already said he's, he's already concerned about having to having to come up against that individual again in the future. And, and Chris is a very experienced tournament player. So yeah. what, what that would do to a new player who has come to Coventry or come to any other event, thinking oh this game's really really great and then they play that um and that's a that's a real really big concern yeah that's that's how we destroy our community in the long term yeah exactly that one outburst right it was one 20 second outburst but and obviously conscious he's not here to to defend his comments or or speak about yeah exactly yeah Uh, so i I I I feel like chris
1: i feel like chris has dealt with him pretty empathetically to be honest yeah like he
2: was one 20 second outburst when he lost it but it's like that stayed with me for like the whole car journey back so i knew we'd talk about it and i wanted to reflect cuz like as i said like he did the whole like i think the game would have been okay hey if i don't kill that storm Raven, maybe it's fine but he's got that edge right and if you're playing around someone who you think could go off at any point um it just it makes an uncomfortable period of time and yeah. uh, i mean i reckon i must be hitting approaching 200 tournament games now in my in my four five six whatever it is playing Mm -hmm. and um you know i can count on one hand the number of bad experiences i had and probably two of the worst ones and they weren't even like that horrendous right i've never played someone who's blatantly cheating or blatantly being really hostile all the time or miserable i never Mm -hmm. played that sort of game before but these were two of my worst ones um and they just happened at the same time which is unfortunate but hey if that was your first or second event and you get that you are therefore going to assume that all events are like that, aren't you? Yeah, it's as simple as that. Um, so yeah. 100%. Anyway, uh, absolutely. And That's it's it's a... space toys,
1: and as I said we'll get to it in a minute. But even lopsided or imbalanced matchups can be fun if the players decide to make it so and make the whole thing just a funny exercise in how ridiculous a particular matchup is or a particular army is at that moment in time. Um, and you just have to take yourself and your ego and what you want from a game out of it um, and and see. So yeah. It sounds like there's a few players in the chat who've experienced similar, and that's that's obviously awful. i sorry that Mike Cheng had to deal with that. Sorry that you had to deal with that as well in Tropic Tyranny. Um, I do think these people are rare. I do think these incidents are rarer, and I think most positively the people who want it to be a good and positive thing vastly outnumber those kinds of players, and I think that's that's the direction of history. So it's just keeping pushing with
4: that, really. And also, also I suspect... Happen, like, people so, need to go to the TO and tell yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As soon as they get, you know banned from events for being a massive knob they won't be able to do it again
2: yeah and like, he had such an energy about him right so I'm sure that in a lot of the games where he's winning or whatever I'm sure a lot of opponents will go, he was lovely and we had a really of course. good game
1: but it's when it's not going well that we find and that's out what you defines are, right? you right yeah I so mean... again you after your loss you've lost narrowly you could very easily say you've lost narrowly because of the cards because you didn't you had rough cards at the end but you are there smiling and chatting and reflecting on the game and both talking strategy with Michael at the end. And so you would, you would walk up to the table, We wouldn't even know which of you had lost it. That, that, mm-hmm. That's that's the mood it was. It was positive and collaborative, and you were both swapping ideas and having a laugh with it. Um, and so I've, I've seen that with you many times, but basically you are very, very gracious and good when you lose. Um, and that's that's when we actually find out what people are like, right? Uh, if, if if you can't lose, if you're scared of losing, if you turn into someone else to try and not lose, or because you've lost, um, then then that's that's the bit you need to work on. That's 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 the bit of the character that's not right. Definitely,
0: and I, I'd echo Ed's comment. I don't normally agree with Ed, but it's we're talking to T. Did you did you speak to Tio Chris about that? So situation?
2: as I was wandering around, I saw Zach walk over, and was obviously like, why the fuck are these two gone?" Because everyone else is on round two and turn yeah. two, and weird. So Zach came up to me and went. Oh, your game was quick. And I explained kind of that um, he'd conceded turn one and kind of mentioned like the situation that's happened. And he went, Yeah, this guy's got previous. And then told me the story of what happened when this player had been um, yellow carded for okay. something.
0: So um, you did speak to him. Because so I mean, that, that, that's that's really important. I mean, yeah. from Yo's perspective, there's very little someone can do. So they don't. Know. Especially if it's anything like cheating or anything like that, nothing I can do after the game. Literally nothing that you can't yeah. go back on it i can't see anything can't do anything so it's really really important as ed says that to, to, if you are ever put in a situation where you think someone is is being untoward or not playing in the right spirit of things that that is is raised it's really hard to do it i completely appreciate that it's very very difficult to call someone out because ultimately that's not what you're there for you're not you're, not, you're there to have a laugh aren't you so
1: no, no i think uh, because people are always surprised they don't want to disrupt things or yeah. you know they, they think that'll make the situation worse it doesn't you know getting people asking for help with a rules question or an issue or whatever doesn't doesn't make the situation worse
0: and then we we can sort things out at the table yeah. and hopefully we can try and push it back to a good game um and especially anything anything that approaches aggression or anything like that i mean it's i, I know it's stuff like that that i pay very careful attention to because i don't want ever that to occur at any one of my events so it's really yeah. important that sort of feedback to, yeah. to actually allow, especially if if you know the person, you you you've got an existing relationship with them. It's easier to do at smaller events like mine, where I can actually have one to one conversations with every player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, you you start understanding history, don't you? By the sounds of it, this individual has 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 had history. So hopefully that's something that that Zach can can think on and, and act on in the future, because he won't want his events to be defined by issues such as that. I yeah, don't know, so, there's a
4: number of people I think who should probably be perma-banned from uh, UKTC events who aren't but that's a whole nother discussion isn't it? <laughs> Ed's naughty list, coming next week, we'll do it <laughs> um, like, it's, t- it's time
1: we just start Making lots of enemies, I think. It's over to you. <laughs> well, we're top, um,
0: top, we're top boys now. You don't get that gonna... being nice.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, because we're, 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 we're the best team in the UK. best <laughs> team in
0: the UK. The so, uh... world, baby! <laughs> absolutely. Um, I'll rattle
1: through some Votan games, and again, I'll try and highlight. There were, there were a few little sportsmanship things. Nothing, nothing, I think, is difficult. Luckily, as Chris, I had a great time with my opponents, but there's a few things that came up that I think are always worth talking on, um, and we'll go from there. So I took the Votan. I have been playing a lot of Votan. I love Votan very much. They're very straightforward forward they roll around they shoot stuff it's great i I wanted to have more board presence so i took uh, less Terminators and less no Thunderkin, because I always feel like when you're trying to come in from reserves, very good players can play around that, screen that, control that. So I just had one big brick to drop in, and then lots of Sagittars, four of them, two land forts, all full of Berserkers and Warriors and nasty things on the ground. And then a new thing I'm trying, because I've watched all these Eldar players and Demon players with their um, get-back-up-when-they-die characters, and I was like, I can literally make one of those. And I've got a little hammer champ. I'm here, champ. Who wanders around on his own, and he's got Wayfarer's Grace, which is an enhancement, so he gets back up like a way leaper or like Fuga. Um, And his job every game was strat reserves, and he just turns up somewhere and is like, "I am annoying. I am annoying. I am difficult to get rid of, and I'm going to score cards and be irritating." And he was great, really, really good fun. Um, so, game one, scorched earth. Kevin Weaver on Blood Angels, Sons of Sanguineus, proper, proper Blood Angels. Really cool list, loads of Inferno pistols and power fists and some Redemptors and loads of Inceptors, which was really cool. And basically, if Kevin goes first, I think he absolutely bodies me and just blocks me in, and I never get anywhere. As it is, I went first, so I rolled up to the middle. We had a big old Barney back and forth, killing the shit out of each other in the middle. Berserks are really good at killing Death Company. Death Company are really good at killing everything. Um, there's a few There's a few really close clutch moments in this with the dice, but also you know strategic decisions. Kevin does a great job leaving his Redemptors right back, just like Connor did when I played Connor uh, with the Black Templars. If redemptors are a long way away, Votan just cannot kill them. They can't get enough to bear on them, and then by the end game, they won't have enough to kill them. Um, and it's a really, really important way of managing the Votan matchup. Um, and the Inceptors were great as well. He dropped those in and, and made an absolute mess as well. So very, very tight game. Only only went to I think it was about nine or ten points in it in the end. Um, but Kevin took it and fully deserved it. And we had a lovely game, lots of intent and really positive, collaborative play um we had an issue with this a bit later where it emerged basically that several blood angels players at this event and i say several because it's important to know that you know this was an innocent mistake that i think several players made have been caught out by a change in the ruling at the moment because of the sort of fudge fudging between the different books right with the rules changes um there's cap plugging captains and ca- captains and chaplains onto blood angels units is currently not allowed or is being ruled in some places as not allowed I don't agree with this ruling. I think it's silly and it's obviously going to be sorted out in the long run. Um, but it meant that both Kevin and Boxy were told they had to then run their characters on their own, not leading units, which is really brutal and really silly. And I mean, credit to to Zach and to Gareth and the rules team, right? They came and checked in and, and updated me on it. And they were like, oh, does it affect the game? Blah, blah, blah. And they're kind of insinuating they can change it or overturn it or whatever else. And I'm kind of like, A... Counterfactual, you can't like extrapolate those kinds of things. B. Kevin won it fair and square anyway, and C. I think it's a stupid ruling, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with it anyway. So like, there's I've got absolutely literally no issues with this whatsoever, and, and they they went on their way, and that was the end of it. It's kind of, and Boxy was a bit upset because he's actually, I think they've ruled it the same way at the world's event, and he wanted to take Blood Angels to that, and it's fucked over the list he's been practicing with that. So I think he's had to change to Black Templars.
0: I don't understand why they've ruled it like that.
1: Should I have it, no or? idea. I think it's just because um blood angels had a thing th- that like gave them a bit of extra leeway to plug marine leader characters onto so, their. So the rule
4: units. is on the data sheet of death company uh if a chaplain can join death company with jump pack uh, assault marines with jump packs they can now join then assault marines i'm pretty sure went away and now we've yeah got i think it's that the units disasters. don't
1: exist yeah exactly yeah
4: and we all know Assault Intercessors is significantly different from Assault Marines. Yeah. So there's no way that they could FAQ one line of fucking text or play by intent. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's a common sense that? thing. It will clearly be changed, right?
0: Yeah. But for the world, the world is a GW event. So yeah, but, they, but sometimes,
1: sometimes they just make silly calls. And this is, this is a silly call. It <laughs> sometimes they write shit rules. It, it hurt, it hurt Kevin, it hurt, <laughs> it, hurt, it hurt Steve. And as
0: a, I, I just regard it as a but complete non-issue from Games Workshop's perspective, what is the positive to blocking this? I don't just understand. being
1: very, very stringent by their own current as-worded
0: rules, I guess, I don't know. But anyway. I'm sure they want to sell the new models. If they're going to sell the new models, they should make them work with the existing units.
1: Yeah, I think it's more about how they work with the Blood Angel specific stuff, to be fair, rather than the new kits. it's It's just that yeah, it's it's silly. It's um, it will it will change. It will be changed. Um, and it's, it's a matter Strange. of time. From a matchup standpoint, it's worth saying. I think Kevin beat, beat Votan like three times. So Blood Angels have very good game into Votan because they just solve that transport problem, right? You pop them with the melter, then you whack them with a hammer. Everyone's happy. Um, but Berserks are definitely good back into Blood Angels too. You want them for that matchup. Berserks were great for me. I really targeted marine body type armies all weekend and it worked very well for me. I decided, well, Eldar's a pain in the ass, but I'll go after all the other ones. Um, and that worked pretty well. So that's a lost round one. Not a great start, but a lovely game. Um, then I had World Eaters. And I played the, the lad that runs the Cambridge Games Workshop store. So he'd, I'd bought the Sagittars I'd put on the table from him. So it was great. We had a nice, nice, oh, laugh, about, nice laugh about that.
0: Um, maybe Tom? Tom maybe. Holmes. He runs the store. Obviously, loads of work not,
1: yeah,
2: no, not, he's, I
1: think, don't think it is Tom. No. Maybe Kevin. So Tom's normally Kevin, Kevin. He's Sigma. not talking about
0: the actual
2: Cambridge story, he's talking about the Sons of War. Whatever. No, I'm talking about Games Workshop Cambridge.
1: Proper yeah, Cambridge. Proper, oh, proper, proper, I don't think it was Tom, though. I I say, think he normally I, plays Sigma, to be fair, but yeah, doesn't matter. I, carry on. Anyway, he works of, at Cambridge. The basic point is he's a lovely man and he played World Eaters. And um I had had some advice on how to manage this and I kept one of my Warriors as a 10 man, which is something I can do because I have slightly less Sagittars. Uh, The one issue with spamming Sagittars is that you have to fill all of them or they die. Um, Whereas (laughs) I I didn't have that problem. Um, So, oh, it's Duncan Ware, that's his name. Lovely man. Anyway, put put, uh, Warriors out in a great big screen at the front. Um, and then I went first, and then I rolled a six on their advance. So they just ran up, whole holding hands in front of my army as all my other <laughs> stuff comes out, which meant that the world he kind of had to hit a screen. And it was a good, violent game, and basically Angron was the only thing left after a couple of turns. But I then couldn't deal with him. He ran around smashing stuff, but I still won the game. So lovely game. Duncan was great. Was super, super fun. Um, then, and this is relevant for our sports discussion, I played Jay Middlecut. Anyone who knows Jay knows Jay is a very good player. And a twat.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think... Yeah, the key thing to note, a better Knights player uh, empirically. Yeah. Possibly the uh, best. to, to best.
1: He's the best Knights player I've ever seen and
4: met. He's and probably taught. my favourite Knights player. I think he's I've the only uh, one I actually respect.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. He's... I hate you all. <laughs> so I was winning that whole season. That whole season I was ahead of him. It's <laughs> like Chris was ahead that whole game, huh? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, Tom. Too <laughs> <You've> soon, <seen>, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> then jay did um, just win like nine he's, what, he's games won, out of ten across yeah. four days so yeah and he's, won, he's, he's do? won
1: best nights like many years running hasn't he or a few yeah. years running he's a yeah. wonderful nights player he's an incredible painter he runs mohawk ministers he judges for like wtc he's just an all round hobby champion right But what I would say when he's when got in full competition mode, Jay is quite scary as well. Like he's quite a you know he's a fierce competitor. He he doesn't take shit. He's a strong personality. Um, And so I wasn't entirely sure what to expect. I I, know I'm 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 not quite as strong a personality as Jay, (laughs) so I was like, oh no. Um, But when I got there, he was in an incredibly funny, silly mood because he's really he hadn't brought like a sort of terrifying a game to this. Knights are obviously in a really dodgy spot jay doesn't want to run armages so he'd gone for a quite creative list that had three big knights and nurgle demons Ooh. which into votan is a disaster because that's three judgment tokens and then just an army is going to cull through those <laughs> oh, big God. with literally and so he gave me a little grin at the start of the game and he just goes if you don't table me in three turns you're a pussy <laughs> 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 and that was it and he just made it the whole game was super fun he made it into a fun game he made it into this sort of stupid challenge of how quickly can he kill me off um we had a massive laugh with it i still learned tons just from him playing with nurgle demons and three big knights like he, he did all pulled all sorts of moves did all sorts of things um and we just sure. just had a wonderful chat. You know, from from beginning to end. Obviously, it's massively one sided matchups, so the vote time win the game. But as I say to me, it just hammered home how dignified and fun you can be, even in a very difficult situation, if you decide to respect yourself enough to do that. <laughs> I
4: I think just to to really sort of expand on what you were saying about the sportsmanship. So Jay is um, I've played Jay when he is in competition mode, and he did beat yeah. me. Um, and before the game, he was very clear. He was like, yeah. look. I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Once we have moved a unit you're where you are, I just want to be like, play a game. There's no no messing about. And we played a very good, very tight game and it yeah. was still by intent. We were still going. Yeah yeah, 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 And and that's how it should be. If you want to be a real stick, I'm not saying that he's like a stickler for the rules in a, a negative way. He's just being no, now, be now he literally
1: is for his job, right? <laughs> sure.
4: <laughs> but he's yeah. like, I'm going to be really precise with my movement. It's really important with vehicles. I would like you to do the same, please. Yeah had a great respectful conversation about it had a great game doing the same and but it was still you know he neither of us were dick about it we were playing with
1: exactly that exactly that and that's that's him right and he's he's very strong competitive in a very fair and and sort of consistent way um so that was a lovely game and then round four i had game sorry sorry you
0: just you get so much out of them if you want to learn how to be a better player you have to Take those games and you yeah. just mine them for information. Even obviously yeah. no, you told me you knew you probably confident of winning that game, but I'm sure you've come out of that and Jay showed you how to play knights yeah, in a exactly way that but exactly probably that. in a slightly different situation, those night rules get slightly better. That's hundred percent you're, you're yeah, looking at that going, Fuck I can lose this guy. That's hundred percent that guy will outplay me.
3: Yeah,
1: and you know, Jay's there, Jay Jay is and then this is I think being comfortable in yourself is so important and being comfortable with losing because Jay is and Jay knows he's a very good player and Jay knows it's a rough matchup and a one game in a one-off situation there's no there's no no one's losing anything or having any sense of themselves about it and so and again still still teaching still showing still pulling some fun stuff he like tire locked my Sagittarius with plague bearers it was outrageous i was like oh my god i'm stuck <laughs> he got big up bases around the wheels so they're gonna they're gonna on a one or two they're gonna die if they try and move and it's just like are oh, you sneaky motherfucker. that's beautiful like, they're so good like so good there's some wonderful moves again beautiful army because he's just a sort of consummate. Hobbyist, and he had these little pots of like goo that when he stickied objects with the play bears, he had these painted little sort of goo pots that he'd put down on them and stuff. It's just just wonderful. Um, so that was that was one of my favorite games. I think I've actually had um, really. It was lovely because you know he's someone I've talked to so many times over over the years, and it was actually really cool to get to play. Him.
0: Good to see a proper knight player as well. Bring the yeah, ex- exactly. Well, that's spam. it. He, that?
1: he, it was it was double Magera and a knight to spoiler. and he had like and, oh, yeah. and he had an enhancement on each one. It was beautiful. It was so good. Um, And then round four was Liam Caffrey This was CSM And basically um, Votan CSM I think who goes first is massive I think CSM is still favoured But I think if Votan go first They can make it difficult And Liam slightly disrespected um, This and put all his good guns in reserves And I demonstrated to him Why you don't do that Um, because he didn't bring them in anywhere except in his sort of back corner, and I just sort of pinned him in. And he also took fixed secondaries, which is great if you're going to go first and shove me in my corner. Um, Not so good if I do that to you and just kill everything that wants to do secondaries. Um, But really good game. He was a really lovely man. Um, Very, very Actually still close, even with that advantage. I think it was like 183, but managed to muddle through that one, so that was good. Then I played Sam Nash. Sam Nash, again, going back to the sportsmanship stuff. I've played Sam Nash twice before. In both those games, I've had something you could definitely argue is statistically overpowered or broken at the moment in time I was playing it, Drakari um, and Gene the Colts. And in both those games, Sam had an army that struggled into it, Space Wolves, I think, specifically. And he took all of those defeats, took both those defeats like an absolute champ, made them really close, played them really tough. This time around, I've got the Votan, he's got the Eldar, so he's got a slight edge in that one. And same thing, tough game, very close, two very good opponents, very collaborative, and Sam narrowly wins. And so that's, those are the games that we have. Sometimes someone's going to have the, be up on the win. Sometimes an army's up. Sometimes an army's down. Um, and it's just it's just about, you know, and Sam was exactly the same, just as lovely winning as he was losing. And and, and I like to think I was hopefully the same. Um, Fuegan did save 11 five-up feel-no-pains after getting shot in the face by a landfork, turn one. And I was cross I with him. I was <laughs> cross with him. He is such a little shitbag. I hate He's him. So Absolutely hate him. So um, yeah, ridiculous. But yeah, great game. Really, really fun. Um, and then round six. Oh, this was so funny. GSC. Jamie Ashdown Parks. GSC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vic, Vic says, oh, Eldar. Hello, Vic. Nice to have you here. Yeah, yeah I old know. Old Dice, outcome, control, and indirect. It's outrageous, isn't it, Vic? And those toughest three bodies. It's awful. Just horrific. Who would have it? Um, anyway... Jamie's on GSC. He's got just all Acolytes and Neophytes. I think if you're going to play GSC right now, you want one or two trucks, so you have some stuff on the board to have some presence that can push out from objectives without dropping. If you're dependent on dropping, people can play around you. That said, we're on Hammer and Anvil. He's got a forward-deploying 20-man of Neophytes. He strings it in a huge long line all the way down the middle of the board, nine away from my line. I've got all my vehicles. If Jamie goes first, I never get out. I've, i I spend the entire game uh just pinned i think i'd have i guess i'd have had to do some weird shit with like trimming it down and then charging it to try i i don't have the technical ability to deal with the situation that would have created with let's let's call it that as it was i went first so i rolled up and shot them all to death um and then i know how gsc worked because i've lost with gsc a few times and what i did was just stand on all the points and say Go nuts and he dropped down and shot me a lot, and it was scary, but I was still standing on all the points, and I didn't let him drop on any of the points. Um, and I won very narrowly on the primary. I think it was 96, 84. Very good game. Um, and then oh, round seven. This was Salamander's. This was epic. This was Sam Parker Hully. He had flame great weekend, haven't you? All I've had a really epic. I've had a really good time. It was a really fun fucking time. And he had two land raider redeemers in flame storm. Nice. And I've got my two land forts, so there's just like these big bricks of chunkiness looking at each other. And basically, I mean, I went first stage on him very aggressively, hit him very hard. And Sam just played like mad, like I was killing him off so aggressively. And it gets to about four and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I think this could be a hundred all draw. Like, I think this could actually be a hundred all draw, like super, super, super close but just managed to leverage it to... A, he was on end of turn. I just managed to leverage it to a point where he couldn't stand on three points at the end. And that was the crucial thing. It was like he didn't have a means to get to three points for the end game scoring. Um, and so won it literally by that five points. That was all it was with both with both max secondaries. And I just, just did him on primary. Amazing game. Really lovely, beautifully painted Salamander's army. Um, and then round eight. This is fun. <laughs> This is not fun. This was horrible. Uh, this was Ashley Brown, who is a lovely man. He was very, quite sort of stern, com- competitive type. Like you know, he had he had kind of he had a bit of a sort of a bit of a sporting kind of attitude to it. Um, and he was quite he was really bringing the kind of he put me on the clock. He did time out. This does happen. Um, but he also went first with world eaters and came in real, real hard and hit me really, really hard. Um, and I just forgot how to play Warhammer, and I <laughs> I forgot I was we we went I was like I was quite actually relatively happy he'd come in he'd killed some Sagittars he'd killed a bit of the screen Angron's right in front of me it's all very scary but I'm like I've literally got all the right tools to deal with this I've got berserks here I've got guns I can push him back out and I sent all my berserks in and he's talking a lot about his minus one damage strategy and I'm kind of in my brain my brain gets very distracted thinking do they still kill them with minus one damage I think they probably do blah 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 blah. And then I just forget that he could also, he's got two CP, he could just interrupt if he wanted to as well. And I use one of these squads to like bop one of the leftovers of an 8 bound squad at the same time as denting the main squad, which is not where you start if they're going to interrupt.
0: No, Tom, no. What are you doing? <laughs> so I, well,
1: I forgot about it. I, just, I completely, I hadn't looked. I wasn't tracking his CP. I wasn't thinking about anything. It's the end of the weekend. We played three days. And he um, he interrupts. He kills ten of the berserks. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in trouble now. That is a very bad <laughs> start. Um, but I, th- I mean, I think basically there's two things. Angron, I, I kill Angron the next turn. Angron then basically has a sulk and doesn't come back till turn five. That helps me a lot. Yeah. Um, but also, I think I had set up with some reserves and had a good plan for getting back into the game and did manage to do that very well with the remaining resources. I kept the bike safe. I got Terminators in down one side and I was also just very on it with the cards. And I think um, Ashley had obviously put a lot of thought and plan into his alpha. His alpha took most of his clock time, um, but then did not, I think, I feel like with World It is you then have to really jump to a really, grindy passive scoring get my points ruin yours and just squeeze every last drop out of those last few rounds and i think once that initial strike had failed actually kind of burned out a bit so i was able to kind of come back and win on the end game swing and that was 83 71 so it was a very fun game but good grief i did make that a lot harder for myself um than i needed to six so, yeah. and two is that then you tom that was six and two yeah Fantastic. and that and that was seventeenth and um, and we got a prize because Zach announced that he's gonna do um, best overall going forwards, which is obviously sportsmanship hobby, other bits and bobs with that. Um, so I got that. So I've got it here because it's in my room in Cambridge. I can't oh, see Chris, it, hit the I can't see me. <laughs> hit the <butt> <laughs> <laughs> very You're
0: it's welcome.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you, mate. It's a very lovely trophy. Um, and but I think the main thing is it's just it's just cool that Zach's going to be promoting that and encouraging that
0: more That's going really forwards. Really like it's
1: idea. a re- it's a really nice thing to have. He's obviously got a whole bunch of players who go and get involved and 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 are sort of really good players on all of those different scores, and it's nice to celebrate that. So yeah, I was very flattered and surprised as well, obviously because you're not expecting that. Um, so that was really nice. But yeah, it's not I, like I, long time you spent painting that army. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. The paint, uh, yeah, painting can't have been heavily weighted is, what we're, is how we're going to put it. a <laughs> nailed
2: your sportsmanship score.
1: Yeah, That's I think my, my, some of my Votan bits look great. Some yeah. of them look horrific. I'm I'm going to Warzone Faustus next weekend, and I've just got a little, I've got a bit of everything kind of on me to that. It's much more casual, but I've just got them there. It's like I'm now shame-painting Votan until Christmas now, just trying to get them all actually looking nice enough to be worthy of that trophy. Um, we will see. We will see.
0: I look forward um, to your best army win at the Saffron Slam next year.
1: <laughs> well, I, mean, I could bring them to that. That'd be fun. Um, I want to get yeah. There's still so many things you can do to make them look pretty. So yeah, hopefully, because the the models won't change much, I can get them looking nice. Yeah, You yeah, It was cool. scoped with the start. You I know, I, I personally I think maybe three days of Warhammer is too much. I found the three day very hard. <laughs> it was quite tiring. Um, but actually, I sort of crashed on the second day. Chris can attest to this. I crashed on Saturday. Yeah. And I'd sort of come through it and recovered by Sunday. Um, so that was all right.
4: Yeah, great. Okay. What? Sorry, Ed.
0: Are we holding you up? Yeah.
4: Sorry, Ed. Sorry, Ed. No, no. Only jokes. Only jokes Not any fucking questions. There
3: was a um,
2: near the beginning, which was, did we play fixed or tactical? um over the weekend i personally yes. played tactical i played fixed at teams event and i found it incredibly dull just like oh i'm going to drop down mm. to one unit i'm going to fire and fade it into your deployment zone i want to get behind enemy lines and i'm going to get deploy. and actually i sometimes don't want to be doing that I quite like using my chaff units for other stuff um, yeah. especially in like the csm matchup where you're trying to wrap and like block off rhinos and that sort of thing mm. so i actually just for fun or just because I prefer playing it, chose Tactical. Um, And hey, maybe it did lose me in a CSM game. Who knows? knows? (laughs) Um, But no, I definitely enjoyed playing Tactical, so I took Tactical every game. Yeah, I took it every game
1: bar one. I think things like World Eaters or GSC, they're going to present certain kinds of problems that mean you can't be like, I know I will get to the middle for five turns. You don't know that's going to happen because you're going to spend a whole game desperately fighting to survive or trying to push through a screen of Little Idiots whatever it is um, there's games where you just can't bank on getting to the places that the, the fixed secondaries often often demand um, and then I think yeah with Eldar sometimes fixed is good, I took Cleanse and Homers, I think Cleanse was a mistake I should have taken Homers as and Assassinate um, I wasn't unhappy with that choice into Eldar because again they present you with such a specific problem but they do give you a lot of space to get into and be on the objectives and all that stuff so um, yeah it's interesting. I just tactical is more fun. I like it. I feel like I, you know, I get my hundreds on tactical. I wouldn't get that on Fix. Yeah, I like I like to score at a hundred.
4: It's nice. <laughs> it feels good. Um, well, thematically. <laughs> Who keeps I baiting like the <laughs> I I I like death guard as an army. I love tanky armies. I love being presenting my opponent with a threat that they can't deal with. I think with rapid ingress they could be really fun. They're just not tanky. Mm-hmm. They're not where I want them to be as a playstyle. here's the thing I get that people are asking me it because they think it's funny, I (laughs) think it's funny it's great, great fucking content 10 out of 10 the problem is the next level of viewers don't get now that it's a meme (laughs) what's going to happen is this is going to continue on for the next sort of two months and we are starting to see a shift in the meta and we're seeing more and more melee driven armies and Death Guard are quite good into for example, placing them purely based on, you know what we were seeing people play into, mm. I have not really thought about how they face into melee armies because that was really relevant. So I think we're going to start seeing them do better now. And people It seems going, like it, right? Oh, look, yeah. they've done, you know, someone went 5-0 and oh with Death God at Coventry, which I think is probably just strength of player. I don't think they're... Whether yeah,
1: Chris Kinnear Chris took them, um, but obviously Liam VSL is looking at them for world set. I think, that, yeah. as you say, it's about the overall picture of other matchups around them, isn't it? Yeah. And that's that's where the, sh- the shift is. Yeah, um,
3: I,
4: I, I still don't like them thematically as they are um mm, I, I think they're pretty boring uh, and i still think that any army that's as slow as they are <sighs> it's just like the burden of play is so much higher and i yeah. do still think they're a bit crap um i don't <laughs> think they're unplayable but i think there might be a meta answer that some armies you know oh, are yeah, asking, yeah. asking a question so uh uh actual answer i have to give them all guns yay nice
2: nice, good
1: Um, Will Lovell asks, how many of you are part of the Art of War War Room? What are your thoughts on it?
0: He does clarify. Sorry, I should clarify. I'm not asking from the view that I want to do it. More from the point of view of doing coaching to improve as a player and going into a wider question of how you think playing in a team has improved you each as players. I think from a, it would be remiss of us not to mention the six plus plus coaching service. You want to be bang average. More
1: mentoring than coaching, but yeah. You
0: want to wind people up and so they concede on turn one. Six plus <laughs> plus <6++ laughs> on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. I think
2: sorry. we build ourselves more. It's more of a mentoring. Like no, we're not. Yeah, able to say yeah, yeah. That we're a, we're one of the top players around who will be able to teach you the secrets of how to win super Absol- races. That's
1: absolutely not. Because we don't not really us. Yes. We're
2: more the fact that we're a bunch of people whose professions is teachers, so yeah. we're quite good at breaking down information into digestible chunks. We think, and kind of giving you structure. And you know, like Tom does it with grown ups, I do it with children. We we work with those children, all those people, and we go mm-hmm. right. This is your strengths. These are your weaknesses. How can we exactly improve that, you yeah. as a person? And we have enough knowledge to be able to come to those things and just art. Uh, ask you the right questions to reflect on yourself and work out how to get better i think that's more why we build it as a mentoring um session than all sections then kind of like coaching let's um but i am actually a member of the art of war kind of like war room um i'm part of the discord and stuff um yeah. and you know what it's pretty good the discord has some good channels and some not so helpful channels Mm. um the, uh, just the just like us just like <laughs> well, All discords i think to be fair yeah um, almost like could... that's not a recipe for an ordered and logical Who way of anything happening right it's great fun um, though anarchy the, anarchy they are the videos themselves from the war room are pretty good there's lots of stuff out there um they do lots of different variety of things so yeah i think they're, um, there's some good value yeah.
1: there. i'm i'm quite bad i don't really i don't watch much of 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 teaching you how to play things i'll read the odd bit on Goonhammer. i'm quite stubborn i like to learn how to play things myself and then i, I will pick things up from the from players in the odd conversation i and i you know you'll have a, a chat once in a while but i i'm sort of i'm picky because i want to part of a lot of the fun for me is that kind of process of figuring it out and making lots of mistakes and thinking this is good when it's actually not and then finding out and gradually learning and so i i'd, I'd but uh, yeah, by all accounts are were are fantastic. Um and I think you know Vanguard as well, also very good. We had one of our teammates was Vanguard schooled, and he was the best player at first game stat like that I'd ever played. So, you know, this stuff can be amazing if, if you like that. Um but if yeah. Oh Ed, you're coming in.
4: Yeah, so I <laughs> I think that they're good players. Uh I, yeah. I actually quite like there's um Jack Harpster. Yeah. what's what's the other one called He looks quite similar to him.
1: Uh, maybe John Lennon, I don't know.
4: There we go. The yeah. two of those, I think they've got great chemistry. I'll occasionally yeah, yeah. catch something on YouTube. Uh, here's the thing. I did subscribe to Art of War for a whole month, and it's the... I, I It was just before Manchester last year, and mm. I went one and four. Uh, I have realised <laughs> that if I try to to follow someone else's vision for 40k it this, makes me this is incredibly kind of what player. i
1: mean yeah this is kind yeah. of what i mean i think i thought
4: i was dog shit at the game one of the and and you lovely know what I did things is is we do it
1: different ways right we do play it different ways
4: <laughs> i i binned them off entirely cancelled my sub i um wrote my enlist, and then i went five and zero at the next yeah there UK you go, there you go. so all i can say is um don't subscribe to art and war it'll make you a better player <laughs>
1: I do think I think there's a lesson there when I it think it's valuable for all of these different things obviously you've got a whole internet world and we're amongst them claiming they can offer you things um but ultimately the thing and this is actually oh, I can I think I saw Vic, <laughs> Vic gave a really good reply to a, a post about you know how why do the same players win things It's a, fundamentally there's a set of skills about playing but also understanding and anticipating this game that you have to have and develop within you no one else can put them in you you can't have that implanted you can't have that shortcut you can be handed a, 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 a list but if you don't have the the skill set and the tool set for looking at that understanding what it does how it does it, how it interacts with a bunch of other things out there. It's not going to do the same thing. Um, and certainly, yeah, that's what we all within our team are working on improving amongst ourselves. That's what we like to work on improving as well within within mentoring and stuff as well. I think that's always that difference in teaching between teaching someone to understand these things themselves or just giving them the answer. And we, we lean on the process side and that's definitely it. So Vic has commented and he's being, he's, he's misleading here. He says looking famously forward
0: terrible that, player, Vic, looking, yeah,
1: Famously this. terrible player, Vic. Yeah, famously terrible player, Vic who who is probably, you know, if you want to see core skills... The man designs and plays all these things beautifully. He says, looking forward to that coaching session you promised me, Tom. Now, we had a deal. I told him if he 5-0'd with sisters then he'd have to come and do a Sister's State of Play with us. He told me, what if I go 05? I said, well, if you go 05, I will coach you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the deal. But you fucked it, Vic. You'll never get my coaching now. (laughs) And instead, you're going to have to come on and we'll we'll do Sister's State of Play. I think we're going to try and record that next week because Vic's a very busy man this week. Um, But I'm really excited for that one because, by God, there's some mental stuff going on in Sisters and it's really funny. And I'm very excited to hear Vic. It's great to see an army
0: that's just appeared out of nowhere like it it hasn't fundamentally changed
1: you want evidence of what we've just talked about right there is a set of things in there that you have to be able to see and understand and use and if you do that you can do it in conjunction with what's out there and be really strong but people simply did not see it or understand it or have access to it um but a few good players i mean Vic and jack great examples i hope have demonstrated that you absolutely can do it um and that's that's the difference, I think, right? And I think I think this this video, this stoic wargamer video that was talking about this, was was distinctly not generous in its assessment of top players. It was much, oh, you have to take this, you have to. It's like no, nope, that's not what good players do. Good players show us where we're going next, as much as they use what's already out there, right? Um, as I'm sure we'll see at Worlds as well. Great. Okay. Um, next question. Oh, so the the follow up was. Uh, Oh, we've talked about coaching already, right? How do, there was that follow-up question: How do you think playing in a team has improved each of you as players?
2: Usually, just that regular practice partners. Yeah, I think the, what we're finding more and more at the moment is the fact that it means you can be a lot more constructive in your playing time. Yeah, like before we kind of had a team. I know my games would be that weekly game down the down, down the, the club, just, right? Down the club, and you're playing, and you're just playing to win the game. Yeah. Um, and then you go to tournaments, and you know, you, we, I know when we used to prepare for tournaments, it would be we take our tournament lists and we try and beat each other to a pulp. Um, whereas <laughs> actually now, we're more, we take our tournament um, lists and play into each other and play collaboratively. Yeah. Try and work out the best optimal ways to play our lists yeah. um, to work out the matchups. Is this a good matchup? Is this a bad matchup? What we can do. These really go at the door. Who cares if you win or lose? It's not about that, it's about understanding the the aspects of the match-up and what you need to do to try and win for when it actually matters. exactly. Um, And, you know, being supportive with your teammates, bouncing ideas off each other and that sort of thing. So being in a team is a huge aid. And, um, yeah, I think the only way really you can get better than that is if you are able to play with consistently players who are a lot better than you and understand the game in a different way. Yeah, I think that's kind of like the, the other step, isn't it? Seeing the yeah. game in a different way. Like I know full well that people like Vic will see the game in a, and in a very different way. To how I will see it at the tabletop. And yeah, it's, you know, it's really hard to just get to that level. I think you have to play with those people regularly. Yeah, unless um, unless
3: you
1: were like ignite and all the people around you are just tipped get up and to go, play at that level Then yeah. I think a team is good, but you will still want to be to make sure you're ticking off that play better people than you regularly box if your team doesn't do that i mean look i think luckily within our team we have a bunch of people who give each other a good game but it's still it's still really good to go and have those really difficult games go and get 20-0 and learn something um somewhere that's really valuable it can have it can be these other stupid little things as well though when i was playing salamanders man it was in the middle it was really close i think i posted in our team chat i was like this guy's really good and jamie east who doesn't pipe up in the chat very often just went yeah but so are you and i was like (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and, and I just felt really good and I went back out there and got it done and it's like it's having those people that bunch of players who have your back I think at Coventry you know you there's someone's always done before somebody else and we're always going up and it's like can I get you a drink can I get you, you know everyone's everyone's looking out for everyone else that's playing in the hall everyone's really excited when you win or has got your back when you lose and you really do feel part of something and that I think also motivates you to to work harder think harder do better um, and I felt like we really saw that Coventry because we had a bunch of good results, right? You know, Aaron did great, Franco did great, Paul did great, some really, really good runs. Jack Asher also absolutely
2: slaying. Um, well, it was. We were thirty-one-fifteen for the week, yeah, which soon. is distinctly better, <laughs> right? That's that's better good for us. Average. That's very solid. But it
0: definitely, uh, <laughs> the motivation thing is really important. I think that we found it in prior to the LGT with Davy and I is very different opinions on how tyranny should work. Yeah, I went into the LGT going, I have to do well because i fundamentally believe that i've got a good list and i think it can work so but that's so that extra little bit of motivation can just tip you over the edge. Yeah, probably decisions exactly. i was able to make or results i was able to get especially against the Eldar and the chaos marines that i probably wouldn't have done if i necessarily didn't have that last bit of motivation to properly think about why yeah. the list how the list worked and how every time I had to justify to Davey why I could think it, <laughs> it made me keep thinking. And he kept coming back saying, well, what about this? What you can do in this situation? Yeah. What happens when this is testing ideas? Right? And I'm just like, okay, these are all really good points. Now I know what I'm going to do in those situations. So when those situations actually occur on the day, you've already played it. You already know what you're going to do. And yeah. Davey and I it was just conversations, but those conversations were there in my mind. And okay, well, I've actually, I've already spent 10 minutes telling Davey why. I'm right and he's wrong um, and <laughs> <laughs> got the result to go with it. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. Te- playing as a team. Uh, There's a bit I've of healthy, healthy competition Eagles.
1: in there, isn't there as well? A bit of rivalry. Yeah. And that's, I think that is good as long as it's managed and, and kept, kept in a healthy place, but it's definitely good. Ed's still a twat. though. Oh, Ed's a twat. Yeah. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> Stick um, the film, bitches. <laughs> which faction which faction this is from Hannibal which faction most overperformed at Coventry and which most okay. underperformed Votan yeah Votan Votan had a real breakout event they placed real high there were like four of us that did really well I think the 8 games really demonstrated that how many good matchups they do have outside of maybe those one or two that are quite tough going. And the win rate is sticking at about 55. So I think Votan obviously do need to, if you're going to adjust CSM and Eldar, it's clear that Votan need some degree of adjustment as well. Unfortunately, I did call this. People in the WhatsApp were calling me mental. I was like, I smell something. I think it's there. I think it's going to be good. Um, And they do indeed appear to be the case. There were some very good players on Votan this weekend. Danny Porter and Greg Chamberlain, both excellent, excellent players. Um, but
2: that's... Yeah, they, they had a really good run.
1: And then underperforming... Um, Eldar
2: didn't win, so they're clearly not broken bullshit. Yeah,
1: so. Eldar, rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I mean, World Eaters didn't actually really break up there. I think there's some excitement around World Eaters right there's now. A lot, yeah. We're waiting to That'd see a if good player, tra- though, so that's, waiting, waiting to see that. if that translates. Yeah, I think I think it's going to fall. Down I don't it. think they're
2: like a GT winning army. I think they're a four-one. Like, oh, they're going to clip through.
1: that. Clip that. We're going to bring that back. <laughs> when they win
2: World <laughs> in six months with Chris wins GT with it. Yeah, and, <laughs> I think, I think they're they're just going to be and it's the nature of a pure combat army. Is that yeah. there's just going to be some bad matchups for them. I think they're going to be a gatekeeping army where, yeah, of course, you're going to get an anti vanilla who goes nine and over with them. But for the general middling to good um, player, I think they're just not going to quite be able to get over the final hurdle, particularly enough yeah. to be considered an issue.
4: Yeah, for sure. Depends how good you are at measuring the <laughs> movement.
2: That's true. I heard they go like 35 40 inches. Mine yeah. will anyway. So that's not my business. We have
1: we have picked enough fights for one night, gentlemen. Oh dear. um Next question: We have got how much tank is too much
0: tank? Never. That's from Alex. I and refuse I, to accept I yep. there is ever yeah, too on much. Ahead, tank. Go on ahead.
4: It's Chuck fucking exponential. Head. No, no, no. I'm on board with you.
0: <laughs> You're a crackle, sir.
4: We both enjoy a skew list of, of full armor. The more armor you have, the less your opponent can, you know, the, the lower percentage of your army that gets blown up turn one. Yeah. Fucking just bring all tanks. Yep.
1: Alex is bringing a Bain blade and a bunch of tanks to this narrative. Oh,
4: okay. Bring good tanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want you to fucking turn up at this event and go, oh, I said it was a good idea. Nah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: Um, Ultimate Wait, Funk. hold
4: on. This is the the narrative event, isn't it? Yeah, Faustus. Oh joy. yeah, no. it's Joe. He'll be fine. That's cool. Um, cool. Go ahead.
1: He uh, just needs to stay away from my Thunderkin, and will be all right. Oh, um, Ultimate <laughs> Funk says, "Whisper it quietly." But is Tom dot 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 good now? Question that- mark. Ultimate Funk, not a chance. Still useless. <laughs> I forgot that the interrupt strategy exists. Let's not forget that.
4: Uh, and what... then won the game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Work to be done. No, I'm, I'm, I've, I think we. I feel like we get a bit better each edition. And I like that. I feel like I've started 10th pretty well. I've started off being a bit of a bridesmaid at a few events. Um, and then have sort of have kicked on and, and enjoy, enjoying it at the moment. So we'll see. Yeah. I haven't got a book for anything I like for ages. That's my one concern. It might be like a nine month. Of scraping around waiting for something that i play to get good but we'll see um which player do you predict to win the world championships in atlanta that's a great question from hannah Liam
0: VSL
2: with death guard liam
0: vsl Beas- oh sorry Rob. Riccari.
1: Rob, Riccari. Rob is going be Riccari. Riccari. he's promised to make us a bunch of content so um it would be great if he did win it i mean liam vsl <laughs> with death guard would <laughs> Don't know. Oh, Chris. liam vsl with death guard would be a hell of a story that would be quite fun that would We'd definitely be top, um, we'd be top i'm gonna then. go i'm gonna go nasim chain with planes uh, because if Nassim is as good as Nassim believes that Nassim is, then he should <laughs> then he, sh- he should he should be able to beat everyone. The boy is just pure confidence. He's very excited about his list. He's come up with something that really works on those terrain. I love Nassim, and I want the best for him. So I hope I hope that he absolutely slays everybody.
4: I'm glad you walked that back. That sounded a bit harsh. Oh no no no! no. I'm not I'm not coming after him yeah, at yeah. all. I
1: think I think backing yourself is an underrated quality, and especially in the UK, like we're not good at it, right? And I think I love that about Nassim. He's also, he's just so young and confident and full of, full of energy. I think it's great. Um, oh, and it's supplied by Jack Tite as well. So
4: Technically, <laughs> Jack, that means if he wins, you won Worlds.
1: Yeah, yeah. My, my Incarn almost won LGT, but then he fucked it. Um, Alright, and Inis is running the same BA list as scene. Cool, they've obviously been cooking together. That's interesting. better? Inis on a scene. Oh! <laughs> I don't... I'm not weighing in on that. I've got no thoughts. Um, right. Next up, we have take backs and oh, I forgot to moments is from will steal your jeans, who I met actually at the event. And it was lovely to meet you. I met a bunch of people from the discord. It was nice to actually meet in tropic tyranny. You didn't look like in tropic tyranny, Entropic <laughs> tyranny. You look like a very you always all of you always look like very normal, nice men in person, but your names never suggest that, that will be the case. Like will steal your jeans didn't try to steal my jeans at any point. Um, so yeah, what, what's your approach to take backs and oh, I forgot to moments Um, For context, he recently played a game where he allowed a player to rapid ingress something after we'd moved to the shooting phase. That play then significantly affected the next turn. I allowed it, but now I feel like I should have had the confidence to suggest pre-game that I'm happy to allow for take-backs and the like, but within the same phase. Is that the correct approach or what do we think?
0: The correct approach is whatever you both agree at the start of the game. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter whatever you go with. I think there's <laughs> arguments for and against. However, Chris obviously leans much more on the very big nice side. Me too. Ed's more Me too. of a dick. Um, but by not three, in games. valid. No, no. Ed, 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 Ed is, Ed Ed is, is not I am joking. games. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that going into the world. You know.
4: I, I, I play fully by intent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm very relaxed in my games.
2: For me, it's when you've got a lot more information yes. and you suddenly want to change it. So I will, like, all the time, oh, I forgot to do this, do you mind? I'm like, yeah, sure, that doesn't change anything. Maybe you didn't do it in the right order or whatever, but I really don't give a shit. That's fine. Yeah. For me, the only time I've ever said no was um, at a Teams event. I was playing... Um, I was playing into the um, I was playing into Inari, I think. I was playing yes, I was playing my Harley Quinn's there, Yanari. And he I shot some stuff, killed something, and you could see him thinking about whether he wanted to teleport the income. And he decided not to. And then I shot about another four units, killed some other things, and then he went, Oh, actually, do you mind if I teleport the Incarn yeah. back yeah, yeah, yeah. when you killed that thing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no sorry you've got <laughs> far too much information now like, yeah. like that that's not okay completely um, and so in that situation i would say no but in majority of situations if it doesn't actually change anything my opinion is that the game's just so complicated and so much stuff going on that actually let's just work together to make sure trying we, to remember it all was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. the night and on
1: your together. on your suggestion of the phases thing fixing it will steal your genes. One of the problems I often have, and actually I think players have, is that actually it's the move from one phase to another in which something important can get missed or lost. So I don't know that that kind of breaking it up by phase thing works. Um, I think if you are going to pause it, you know something like rapid ingress, you need to. If you, I think the best way to help your opponent is always to ask, and this is where it gets a bit peaky. Do you want a rapid ingress, and then move on? Because the problem with that is that it might make them think of a rapid ingress play they weren't yeah, going to do yeah, yeah, um, but otherwise you are going to risk them forgetting it because there's often that rush to move to my shooting everything else and, and it can sometimes with the temper of a game that you know moments to do things get lost and actually 40k players are quite polite and shy and they, don't, they forget to stick up for themselves and then they get the moments gone um so yeah it's an interesting one as for what the right way to do it that there, there obviously is not a right way to do it we're all just trying to figure stuff out much like life that's the way it is you know it's it well, but we do what we can um then we got nearly there uh oh si asks we always get someone always wants to go into total victory points both as central schedule midway through a podcast you're like
0: that's not
2: <laughs> nuts, si you're crazy i'm gonna say the same thing i say every time which is my issue with strength of schedule is it takes your final placing in win bracket out of your hands completely, completely out of your hands. Okay. And LGT, my first opponent dropped after three turns after three rounds, and that that you know that's certainly yeah. something that probably would have affected it. And I like to think that each game I won, this points I scored actually mattered in not just by getting the win, yeah. right? So if I'm my final placing is just I'm praying that the four five people sorry the five other people that i played were um were able to play well and do well like sure that's nice for me to go and check up on them but we am only doing it from a selfish point of view and actually yeah. there is zero buying getting the win like there is zero extra incentive to me um doing well in those games in terms of scoring high or creating a differential because it really doesn't matter so what's the point and I don't like that aspect of it. So yeah. that's why I prefer Battle Points. Yeah, I agree. And I, th- I think allergy
1: to Battle Points is very much tied up with a moment in ninth where certain armies could consistently, hundreds certain armies were stuck at that kind of 85 mark and that created a bit of a haves and haves-nots. I don't feel like 10th edition as a game has that in anything like the same way to anything like the same extent. If a stunting army like Votan can be throwing hundreds down all weekend as they were, um, then it's, it's obviously not the same situation. Mm-hmm. Um so I think I think yeah, I, I just I think battle points would work fine right now. I'd be interested to know what other top players think about it. I haven't really spoken to many of them about it. Um but it's yeah, it's an interesting one.
4: I haven't had it cause me issues in Warhammer, but twice now in Friday Night Magic, someone I've beaten has dropped, and then I just get fucking wrecked on my place and I'm like sound mate, thanks. You cost me like three
0: packs. Glad you fucked off home. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> pleased about that.
4: Yeah,
3: I
2: agree
0: yeah you have to because it's it's in the big events where the random pairings you could in theory envisage a situation where chris has four quite easy games because there's so many players at those big events that you just get lucky and there could be people that have played games against significantly better people that finish below you chris because you got favorable pairings in the random pairing um, yeah, but that's, so... that's, that's, that's,
1: that's just one of the possibilities of... But yeah, you know, that's, that's the flip side to it, isn't it? Yeah, because I know that's a counter-argument. Kind of I just don't like it have being... It is it is the so. flip side to it, but I think in in both cases, there's some stuff that's out of your hands, and I actually think with Strength of Schedule, way more stuff is out of your hands, and more variables are out of your hand.
4: Jack in chat says um, someone dropped. Fucking hell, I didn't even think about that. You shouldn't be having yeah. Strength of Schedule at no, Coventry. exactly, exactly. He, he that. promotes that you can drop to the... Yeah, the yeah, da- yeah. yeah. So, like, exactly.
1: Stephen Stephen
4: Box because of the issue with the Blood Angels
1: drop. So you've yeah. played Stephen Box. That's someone who you know in most events is going to consistently win most of their games. Yeah. But then he's dropped because of this issue, and it's as if you'd played played someone who's won one game, right? You know, or whatever it was where where he was at when he dropped. So it's like, yeah, it it it's not equipped to deal with the the minutiae of what of people needing to to drop and other things it doesn't create a kind of perfect picture in that sense so it's it's a very imperfect solution we, we've we've talked in the chat before about 50 50ing it whether there's a way of doing that whether there's a kind of whether you could have your your battle points ratioed with your strength schedule i don't know but um i don't really mind very much i'm still going to turn up and play games because it's fun so it's all right um next up we have We've had what are your worst opponent, red flags, pet peeves, social faux pas. What winds you up at the table? Uh, I mean, we've, we've done a lot of this already, but if people want to reiterate. Nah, I've, I've had enough ranting. Yeah, rest. I feel like I've <laughs> ranted enough as
0: well. I do feel like I've ranted enough. It's a very convenient question for everything we've discussed today.
1: Yeah, I think if you, if you go back through it, we have covered most
2: of the things um, I think that wind us up.
1: So yeah
0: i've always said uh i
2: think we've covered this sort of question before i've always said it's that uh, when they turn up to the table and they're like oh well, i know i can't win this game because you know I mean? <laughs> immediately as i've said multiple times before it means that if you win well it wasn't anything to do with your player skill if you lose it's, it means you're a fucking moron and that's not particularly fair i don't mm. think
4: yeah oh there is one thing actually that I haven't touched on: fucking Death Guard players.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great, and then we have one final question actually, I think, is for Chris um, from T Marty Party, who says I'm looking for some get rich quick crypto schemes, pronounced scams. Any recommendations? Well,
2: I have got some Nigerian contacts. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a word with them. They're not replying to my messages at the moment, unfortunately. Um, but
0: if, but you might have sent them some abusive words, Chris, <laughs> if, uh, about what you currently think of their activities. Yeah, if, they,
2: um, if they do let me in on their scheme, then I will, of course, be keen to share with all of our many followers. Yeah, brilliant.
1: Um, thank you very much everybody for tuning in um, this is a little bit all over the place because it's been an all over the place kind of day for me but I appreciate you bearing with us and we will be back again soon so thanks very much for supporting us keep on liking, subscribing, all that good stuff um, you can get on the Patreon if you want to help us out that way it's been growing steadily and we really appreciate the support um, and we are the Blues. we are slightly better than Bang Average and we're looking upwards so top, we'll, of world, we'll see you
3: soon. top of the world baby